Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Yes, you did. Hello, everybody. Hello. What's that? Kirk Jenman. What a great episode with Kirk Jenman. <laughs> uh, Jen Kirkman uh, was in the uh, in the old studio here. Um, uh, welcome. <laughs> it's always different when you're here, Katie. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to You Made It Weird with me, Pete Holmes. Uh, before we get into a wonderful episode with Jen Kirkman, uh, a couple of very quick plugs is that uh, You Made It Movies, these keep coming out, which is great. Thank you for getting them. I believe they're on Gumroad. Gumroad and iTunes is the way to get them. Gumroad, if you're not iTunes, iTunes, if you're iTunes. <laughs> uh, but uh, who do we just do? Jake and Amir. Uh, I'm sorry, I call him Jake and Amir. Amir Blumenfeld and I watched American Psycho, one of my favorite films. And Doug Benson and I watched um, uh, Almost Famous. His favorite film, um, which I like. Okay. We, and I, I actually think that's the first episode that you definitely don't need to be watching the movie to enjoy it. Uh, but anyway, give them a try. That's a great way to support the show because they are $1.99. Almost free podcast? Almost free podcast. Here are the tour dates coming up. March 9th is, uh, that's this weekend, Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'll be doing two uh, stand-up shows. Then I'm going to Melbourne to see some Australian weirdos, March 27th through April 7th. Uh, for the Comedy Fest, they are doing an hour every night. So you'll have plenty of chances to see me or perhaps doing yoga locally. <laughs> April 20th, 420, bro. I'm at the Fillmore, Miami Beach, Florida. Miami Beach, Fillmoreida. Uh, that's going to be two shows, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then I'm going to Moon Tower, April 24th through 27th in Austin, Texas. Check the Moon Tower website for where I'll be because I, I don't even know where I'll be. But I'll be eating your fine... You're fine barbecues. Uh, okay, uh, that's it. Amazon. Click on the banner and shop. Who cares? Go to youmadeitweird.com and buy a t-shirt. It's so much better. Or donate. That's so much more direct. Amazon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Katie's making a big face. Uh, enjoy, everybody. Enjoy this episode. I really think you have a great body. Okay? I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> Enjoy. Hi, Jen. This Hi, is, what's this happening? This is my daughter, Mia. Hi, Mia. That's not your daughter. This is my Asian daughter, Mia. <laughs> this is This is my, my daughter, Mia. <laughs> Mia, why won't you acknowledge me as your father? It's that phase. They're just embarrassed yeah, everything She's you embarrassed. do. Well, she has a whoopee cushion, so I'm going to sit on it to start the show. I love it. I love it. You? Oh, okay. To the side? I don't care. Towards Jen? She wants the fart oh, wait, to go what? towards you. Really, this fart is going to smell like children's breath. <laughs> Ready? Wait, is it going to be her? I love that she leaves. She, she doesn't want the... Ex- it's okay. Oh, <laughs> the worst sound. <laughs> that guy who shut his door. Who's that guy? That was her mom. She and I aren't talking. <laughs> you probably want to throw this gross wait, thing. Wait, that was a... No, that was a guy. That, or that's a lady. That was a lady. There might have also been a guy in there. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. A lot of us don't look hard enough. Should I put my headphones on? I, yeah, I've never, I've never been outgunned to the headphones. Oh, you really? outgunned me. Yeah, Katie, can I? I like them on. What? Sometimes I don't know if I like them on. You do. Put them yeah, on. Yeah, I do, because I need to hear my... It feels like you're in the show. Yeah, you're right. Is there no paper? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I just thought you maybe... Hello. Had a... Hi. 
Jen. This is how I started the show, even when you're not here. I go, Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Jen Kirkman. That would be weird. Kirkman. Somebody wrote Crickman yesterday, and they couldn't Thanks. accept that it was the other way around. Quickman? Crick. K-R-I-K. Oh, that'd be a fun. It'd be a, like a funnier comedian if your Crickman. last name was Crickman. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Should I change it? I'd be funnier if my name was Pete I mean. Hobo Holmes. <laughs> change our names. I love a good hobo. It's the only Halloween costume that you'll see that's like a sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing bits. We're not doing I bits. Know, I was just right. thinking about like Jill, like it's my like daughter, a real homeless person. Yes, but they put on the comical. Why do you keep saying my daughter? You don't have a daughter. I don't have a daughter. <laughs> do you have any? What makes? I had a good hip hop cry on the car I over don't... here. Do you cry to any type of music? Is anything, I sure do. Does anything overwhelm you? What makes you cry? Okay, I cried. Is at that this... too? Oh, it's not too cry. Okay, I, no, 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 I'm no. just I'm taking your temperature. I didn't know if that was a good place. I oh no, I talk about anything. Okay. <laughs> I really will. I don't. All right. I have. You can insult Crickman. me. Yeah. I would never. No, but I mean, I'm. I'm very. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I um, felt well. That's when we hung out at the Hollywood Improv. Uh huh. On Melrose Avenue. Yeah. We had such a lovely time, and that's when we booked this. Oh, I didn't have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> to be funny. I know. You're using, um, I cried. Okay. Using humor. I normally would cry at like Morrissey, who I love. I saw him last night. I don't. Can you help me? No, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I, what can Why I do people it on you? like it? No, 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 no. no. I, look, I hate those people. Yeah, but You wait. have to convince that something great is great, but I just don't get it. Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> I have, I've th- please. Morrissey. I have three songs by her, and I burst into tears. Really? One the other day. Oh, let's talk about the songs. Okay, and cried. it's like the cheesiest song, too. Of are we course. on? Did you know the song? No, we're not, are we? Of course. Did wait, you- we are on? I hate when people do that. I really thought you were talking pre-show. But I want you to talk pre-show. Oh, okay. I want the whole vibe to be pre-show. Oh, okay, good, good. And then at the end, we'll start the show, and that's when when I'll... No, you have no idea. But I listen to your show, so I should know. Oh, because everyone says it's the song. Yeah. Um, Elliot Smith's... The saddest song to him, to Mm -hmm. him, to Elliot Smith, was a Phil Collins song. Was... uh, Take a look at me It is Take a Look at Me Now. Oh, that's us. How did you do that? Because that's the one that would make me cry. It's sad. Can you just imagine Elliot Smith crying in that bathroom from the Either Or cover? I saw him at Luna Lounge. Remember that famed uh, stand-up place in New York? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Monday nights with stand-up, but he was at the show Monday night. He came to a comedy show? Well, he was with his head on the bar. He was just sitting at the bar with his head completely on it. So he was probably messed up. But it did look like, or he could have been crying. He might have just heard that Phil Collins. Maybe you saw him though. Yeah. See, he, because he's like one of those. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of his, actually, um, especially when I lived in New York. Yeah. Something about some of his albums have the like um, Alphabet Town is one of my favorite. It's about Alphabet City. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I saw him, I would have freaked out. Did you ever see him play? No, I never did. That's okay. I don't even know. You saw him at a bar. If he was like playing that, that I don't even know. I mean, oh, I, I understand. Know, like, like it might have just been like a uh, not to be. I'm not even trying to be funny, but like a heroin phase. It could have been like he was just doing some heroin for a while. Yeah, I think he might have just been hanging out and doing drugs and falling asleep at the bar. But someone was like, "Look, there's Elliot Smith," and I'm looking around looking for a person that's standing up and talking. Yeah, has a guitar in their back or whatever. Yeah, and then I just saw a guy. I just realized that figure eight. You know, the cover of figure eight was taken in my neighborhood. Where is your neighborhood? My neighborhood is the east side. So. I need an exact address. 
Okay. Turn the sound down. <laughs> you really want to know what, what street I live on? No. I live uh, uh, in Los Feliz. Oh, okay. Sure. And once you start going to Silver Lake, you'll see where he took that photo. How, would I really recognize it? I didn't. Oh. It's right by this place called Saito's, which is awesome sushi place. And when you leave Saito's, you get to look at an Elliott Smith cover in did life. Did he live in LA? I think he did. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I feel like his music makes you cry. I'm trying to think of like Wait, what. Yeah, what, which me Melissa Etheridge. Okay, songs. this is the worst. I was song. only saying that. Be, look, I don't have any songs by Elliott Smith that make me cry. I love I love the melancholy he brings about, about. Yeah, sometimes with something deliberately melancholy, I don't cry. Are because, you Irish? No, thank God. Ooh, what are you? I. What I know are that, you? I hate. I know it's so weird. I get like mad when people think I'm Irish. Why? I don't know why. Oh, you are okay. God bless. Um, because. Uh, but you know it's okay. Um, I am German, Polish, French, Canadian, and Brit, Brit, British, English. Okay, none of them have a fun holiday. We have a fun holiday. St. Patrick's Day? I don't like St. Patrick's oh, Day either. Oh, it's a terrible It's the time. worst holiday. It's the worst than the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York. It's, it's those two parades. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of drinking in public either oh, way. Oh, it's bad. Either But it's way. like not like good Irish people. It's like... Oh, no. It's the worst people. It's just people. I, I'm completely with you. I can't believe... I don't dress up for Halloween. Can I say that to you? Yeah, I don't do that. I, I want that. to be the type of person that does... I used to love Halloween. Every be, once in a while? I, I used oh, you to think, love it. When did it stop? When I moved to L.A. and it involved driving. Yeah, come on. I can't be Batman driving around a golf. I just feel like there'll be a party. I don't like when the party isn't on Halloween night. I feel like there's something. It is very fun. But now I'm just deep in the analyzation. I understand. There's something very. I don't want to celebrate it the weekend before. Me neither. I want to celebrate it that night. On Hallow's Eve. Yeah. On the eve, when the dark energies are good or like whatever Like if somebody could are. get a high school and make a good old-fashioned haunted house and Ooh. play a couple songs. Yeah, there you go. I would go to that. Now we're in business. You know what I don't like? I don't like, as someone who manufactures fun, uh, like, <laughs> because listen to what I'm about to say, I don't really like manufactured fun. Meaning, Halloween seems too fun, and I bet it is fun, and maybe if I could just like soften my heart towards the idea that, but it just seems like, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I, 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 the anxiety of like having uh, a bad costume, uh-huh. no costume, or oh. too good of a costume. And like, people it, don't know it, who you are. It just bothers me. The last time I dressed up was like ten, nine years ago. I went as a zombie. I was, I looked so good that yes. people didn't know that it was me. Oh, I thought you were going to say I didn't know I was wearing makeup. <laughs> Jen, are no. you the undead now? <laughs> That's excellent. It outfit. was just like going up to everyone, like, hi, I'm this. It was just got annoying. I, it's, it's this is what I like to do at Halloween. Please. I like to buy candy. I uh-huh. have one of those apartments where the door opens to the street. You know, it's not like a, I'm not like on the set. So kids can actually come. It looks like oh, a they little, can knock on the It looks your like a little, little house. Yeah. So, what is the address of that? That is um, <laughs> 8732. Um, Laurel Kane Boulevard. I'm kidding. I just made that up. <laughs> I don't know why I liked it so much. Uh, maybe that's... Well, I wonder what address that is. Go to that person's house and stand outside. Google map it. Zoom in. Look, look and Might see if you see. I like to buy candy. I change all my light bulbs just in the living room to, to orange, orange and purple just so people can see a nice glow. I put a pumpkin candle in the window and I put like a little thing outside just to let people know friendly for trick-or-treating. Oh. And it makes me so happy. You seem sad for me. No. No. Oh, okay. oh, you misread that. And then this Halloween. I was ha- very happy. And then this Halloween, <laughs> people came to the door, mm-hmm. and I go take whatever you want. I have lots, and you can take a fistful at Jen, Jen Kirkman's house. Okay. Each kid can take as much as they want. Gonna need that real address. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of wanted the kids to be like, I really so desperately when they walked away wanted to overhear them go, "That's the cool lady." Yeah. House. Like. 
But I understand. A fistful of candy, I think, isn't a big deal to kids anymore. Now they probably yeah. everyone gets. They all them. have credit cards and phones. <laughs> they really do have an they're, iPhone. Yeah, like all I had was candy. a fistful of candy. Yeah. All we had was a fistful. It was a magical time. Seinfeld's routine on uh, Halloween, one of the funniest things ever, and captures perfectly how exciting it was when we were children. Yeah. But now kids don't fucking care. What is a routine? You can just go to someone's house. Let me guess routine? what it is. Let me guess what it is. You can go to someone's house and demand candy. I love candy. that you're doing it. Uh, Something like that. And they have to give it to you. Do you remember being a kid <laughs> and the first time you hear of the concept of... <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking don't you hate your throat betrays you. It's so good at keeping in different liquids, and then it goes like, oh. lob something up now. <laughs> and then you, you hear about Halloween, and you go, what's this? Who's giving away candy? <laughs> Everyone we know is just giving away candy. What is this? I gotta do this. I gotta be there. What's it gotta do? What do I gotta do? I gotta I be there. I can wear that. That's funny. Yeah. But can I say... You, you tweeted an anti-Seinfeld thing today. Oh, I did, but I didn't mean it the way that... Oh, it's okay. Yeah, but I know, he, but but somebody wrote, you got to admit he's funny. Of course he's funny. Can I tell you My something? My tweet was about that he never admits he's a deranged lunatic. You, On every the show, com- you mean? No, like he's talked about it. He's like, I don't know what these comedians with all these problems are. I'm fine. I'm like, no, you're not. You're lying or repressed. I believe that Seinfeld. Because he does yoga every day. Yoga sucks. I like yoga. Uh It fucking is hard. I love it. And you don't do it unless you really need to calm some stuff down. So anyone who's just like, everything's great and I do yoga, no fucking way, Seinfeld. Don't lie to me. You've got some darkness. That's why you're doing it. Would you feel the same way about like uh, therapy or or meditation? Yeah, I mean, I do all that. Yeah. Because I'm deranged and angry and miserable. Did you, do you watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld? I I did not make the effort. (laughs) The effort. It's an an entertainment (laughs) piece. It's here to entertain us. A lot of stuff is effort. Um. Yeah, I agree. But he, when he, the Michael Richards episode is very interesting. They were just shouting the N word. I heard out the window. And that's all they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor neighborhoods, rich neighborhoods. They covered. They covered all. That's true. I don't mean walks. to imply that. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not here policing you. I thought I yes ended you. I just thought it was funny. You did. It was. It I was thought funny. it was funnier of them person. driving around like a cul-de-sac, <laughs> like an affluent black neighborhood, and they're like, "What? What is that? What is the beloved television icon saying? Oh, <laughs> it's the N word." And look, it's Michael Richards. Well, saw half of that coming. <laughs> I was worried the Twitter audience would be like, Jen thinks only black people live in poor neighborhoods. Nope. You're in a safe place. <laughs> okay. This has gone off the rails. But wait, so was no, it not good? At was all. it good? What was I saying? Oh, the anyway. And cars? So Michael Richards is being nuts. It's worth watching for Michael Richards. Totally. He's like, I'm going to wear a wig because I'm famous and we're going out. He looks like Andy Warhol. It's ridiculous. And Seinfeld is very Zen. Like he's very he he's into Zen Buddhism. Yep. He's into yoga. He's into medi- he's been meditating since he was like nineteen. TM, Love it. Big TM guy. Great uh-huh. great TM video with Seinfeld talking about it. And uh, anyway, and Seinfeld's just say, like he's ha- talking about like, oh, you just go places to Jerry, and he's just, my friend, uh-huh. my friend Jerry. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something embarrassing after after, oh, after this stupid anecdote. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. Fun. I love like a special stuff. person. It's like a fun <laughs> thing. Um, so, because Seinfeld doesn't dress up or hide, right. he's just like I go somewhere, and you know, you just deal with it. I'm here, deal with it, or whatever. And then uh, Kramer, sorry, Michael Richards is just like things are crazy. People are after us, and blah, blah. and Seinfeld Ugh. just goes like, "We're just what drops of rain on a windshield, Michael." Like, he, <laughs> like I think that all the time. Oh, me too. Now, when I'm 
meditating. Something he said kind of as a joke. I was just like, fucking A, man. Oh, I meant me too, but I think of stuff like that all the time. Oh, I, okay. I like it. We're going to get into meditating. I love being nothing and no one and part of nothing. Can Do I you tell I mean? you something? I don't have any like angst or jealousy or weirdness, but I think people need to drop their shit. Drop everything. Because everyone's in their own way. Yes. And I'm like, I'm cynical and a little angry and a little like at the world at large, but not like literally people in my life or in a, you know what I mean? So I that's, think I understand. When I was saying on Twitter about Jerry Seinfeld, like Larry David, because he's so at the top of his neuroses, like he made Seinfeld's premises funny or else it would be a well-adjusted guy right. walking around with these observations. <clears throat> but I also didn't believe him. I do think he's had some darkness. Sure. He is one of those uh, comedians like, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples. Conan O'Brien uh, is, a, is the son of a, a doctor and a lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like affluent uh, Boston suburb, nothing, no major traumas. Robin Williams is the same way. Right. Uh, not those exact details, but I just mean like that stereotype of like I was violated right. by clowns or whatever right. in a, in a right. meat locker. The coldness was actually the worst part. <laughs> I hate being cold. <laughs> You know those people that hate clowns being are cold? Fine. I'll take the clowns. Just turn the heat on. <laughs> I think I might be one of those people. Uh, Anyways, would you on. rather be hot or cold? Hot. Yeah, I'd I rather love be being hot, hot too. Being cold is the worst. Oh, a good bath. See, I'm like a girl. I, I don't mean to say that all girls love baths, but I know. every girl I've ever known. I never take them. Really? Because there's it's something the in... It's great privilege of your gender. I think there's something in my tub, and I'm trying to move now to a more modern place with two bathrooms, so uh-huh. we're going to get there. I've just been lazy. Uh-huh. Uh, the tub drain kind of broke a while ago so oh. i can't fill it up and won't stay filled oh interesting so i, I just don't to, feel like i have it. to boil water on the stove what? like like a like a what yeah you don't have electricity no shut up <laughs> i i know you okay i went way too far with that no I know you no have i do have electricity <laughs> but you have some weird thing where it doesn't stay hot it's not hot enough out of the old spigot okay i got it hey paul the water come out and spick, it ain't hot. Maybe you should move out of your parents' weird country house. Ooh, put it on the stove, son. <laughs> My dad is Bill Cosby. Put it out on the stove, Southern Bill Cosby. Zip a dot, go to hell, man, college, but don't graduate because we're Southern. Where is he from? He sounds Southern. Bill Cosby? Yeah. Um, interesting question. He's from Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not that. Pretty sure he's from Philadelphia. But, you know, I was listening to the old NPR. And mm. Mm, this American line. And they were, okay. they were, t- <clears throat> well, I hate when I also hate, I don't hate NPR, but I just, I get lulled. I understand. To, to sleep. And mornings become eclectic makes me want to commit murder. I don't know what that is. I used to work for someone out of their house and they used to play that and morning becomes eclectic with Nick something. And it's just. Nick Thune maybe? Yeah, with Nick Thune. He was back when he was British and just <laughs> was just a DJ. But it was just like eclectic music that. Uh, world first of music. All, yeah. It didn't all even go together. So it was like, I fine if you like world music but don't tell me like every single thing. right 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 so right, right. it was just like it was a lot for the morning i understand anyway but i'm go not ahead. here to endorse npr across the board totally i regret that would be stupid that would be like saying i love nbc across the board or people that say i love music or i love <laughs> i love movies i love music it's, wait is that bad that's a say? new that's a, are you joking with me completely oh you're using jokes some, yeah, I love music. You're like a talented actress. When people go, I love comedy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, then you won't like mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was recently asked what kind of comedy I do. I, it's been over 10 know. years, and I'm like, I have no idea what, what to say to that. You should just say, like, I'm exactly like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what all that. people want to hear anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, they feel bad for you. They just, You know, can I put this to you? People just put want it. it pinged back. People just want 
attention, and this is coming from me, right. and focus back to them. I, we were, I was just talking to Zach Craig about this. It already came up on the show because I've been thinking about it. People love dogs because they're just reflections. Dogs just bounce back oh, to no. you. Uh, don't. Why is this making you sad? I hate dogs. Oh, okay, let's take um, babies. I uh, not okay. that into babies. Not okay. I like babies and cats more than dogs. Babies, I feel like look, they need you. They don't really care if you're there. I. That's interesting. I. That's a big. That's a big bowl of. We could talk about that for a while. I love it. Well, I'll talk about anything. I feel like I've taken you off the track. No. You were just trying to make a point. People I want to say off the tracks. I hate starting. I, what I'm saying is they want things bounced back. So right. when someone asks you what kind of stand up do you do, uh-huh. really. The way you win at life and conversation, yeah. I'm trying to get better at this. Not yeah. on this show, because I'm talking more than you, which is what I do. Oh, I don't care. It's, I know it's fun. <laughs> I hope it's fun. Because <laughs> you just bounce it back to them. Where he goes like, what kind of uh, comedy do you do? What kind of comedy do you like? Just throw it right back to them. You'll never get oh, in that's trouble. genius. You'll never get in trouble. For asking someone about what they like. Never not once. And then it takes it off you. And then when you find out what they like, maybe you can then answer their question. Yes. Oh, you like kind of a people yeah. with punchlines? Oh, it's kind of like too. that. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think comedy is? And then I'll tell you if that applies to me. And it's so much easier. This is, I have a joke about God, it. It's about really how, smart. It's, thank you. Jen Kirkman. I do uh, a bit about how British people are very good at it. Like you can say something uh, very like uncomfortable right. and people always take the discomfort and ingest it and have to process it and come out with this comment when really all you have to do is bounce it back. But British people do it really well where they're like, you know, something sad is a good example. Yeah. Like all of my puppies died. Right now, I you say that to me at a party, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that oh, oh I'm so sorry." So so- Shut up, Pete. Just go. Your puppies died, did they? <laughs> I love isn't it, isn't it, and did they? Oh, they're gone, are they? That's yeah. Brilliant. They 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 ate something bad. Something was in the food, was it? I want to be British. I oh know, my god! But you don't have to be British to do this. But it sounds better in the accent. It does, do it to me, doesn't do it? To me. it? I, I, my I, puppies are gone. My puppies I'll, died. I'll give you a new one. Okay. Because I want you to see how versatile and thoughtless it is. Okay. Thoughtless meaning you don't have to give it any right. thought. I have a rash that's creeping between my asshole and my, my balls. <laughs> oh, you've got a rash in an uncomfortable area, you, huh? <laughs> yeah! But doesn't it sound better with an accent? You're right. Now do it you've with the accent. You've got a rash in the weird area, don't you? Uh, no, it doesn't. But no, that sounds no, mean, I, kind of. Don't you? Well, you didn't go up. You go, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you're right. I'm a vocal coach. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you? You're feeling bad today, yeah? I'm so depressed. <laughs> feeling a little blue. It kind of dissipates it, your problem, it too. Because when someone repeats livable. it back to you, yes. yes, you go, that's all it is. That's all it is. Well, it's something you were saying, kind of. What'd I was I trying say? to follow what you were saying. We were talking about how nothing is happening, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I love that. I Can I tell you? Please. Okay. So I'm. I. I cross some sort of threshold. I know it's weird to brag about meditation, but like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I, it's gotten so much better lately. Uh-huh. So without getting too into it, it can get to this point where like, it's really, really amazing. I come out of it and it, it feels like I've taken a small amount of mushrooms. That's all I'll say. Okay. Where everything is kind of beautiful. It's contributing to why I'm crying in the car, listening to music. Because like you're just my, open. My heart is so much more... I know, I know, I know. I'm taking baths and my heart is open. Everybody relax. <laughs> So I took this uh, – so I have Be Here Now by my bed. Sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I just moved all my self-help stuff. Like one of the things I was doing is I was putting around before I came here. It was moved it into a drawer next to the bed. Wait. Where was it before? Uh, I have a, a nightstand that has like a shelf that isn't – Yes. Like you can see in it. It's not a – you know what I mean? A shelf. 
Uh-huh. So they were like in the shelf part where everyone could see. Okay. And then there's a drawer. And I moved it into the drawer where I also keep a taser in case someone breaks in. So I oh, felt I like it's a bad it's energy humane. to it's have humane. a taser next to all my books and my notebooks. Wait. The taser was the problem and the embarrassment that people see like get out of your head and into your life? Yeah. Well, it's just the amount of them is a little crazy. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, it's fine. I just, you know. No, no. I first actually, of all, no I, one's coming in my bedroom. I'm just saying, I'm I completely just saying, like, get it. I decided they used to be out forever because I didn't care. Yes. But now I'm like, you know what? You reached a point where you were like, it's not that you're embarrassed of them, but I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah. Here, but uh, they don't necessarily need to be the first thing you see in my bedroom. Right. Just in, if you came by. Now, listen. Okay. So you're going back to what you're saying. You're going to brag about meditation, which I love. Yeah. Brag and then I'm going to get to the point where nothing is happening. Oh, great. I, get there. Whew, I, got, I can't stress this enough. What? The, this altered state, this like weird trance that I can kind of put myself into. I'm going to have Duncan Trussell on the show just to talk about I love this new type of meditation. Uh, anyway, or, or this new technique or whatever. It doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm in this place. Mm-hmm. Light is beautiful. My bed sheets look incredible, like the wrinkles on them. Yeah. It's just the coolest place in the world. And it lasted all through brunch. That's right. Brunch. Feet on the floor. Uh, how do I meditate? Mm-hmm. I sit in the center of my bed. Okay, I, was... I with my back with my head on the with my back on the headboard. It's more of a backboard, really. I know you're going to think I'm lying, mm. <clears throat> but I hiked today. Why would I? Well, because Bull... this part shit. I hadn't been keeping up with my meditating this week. Shit. <laughs> I'm very easy on myself when I miss a day. I just want, I want to encourage you to do the same. Me too. But let's not get too easy on let's myself. Let's not get too easy on yeah. ourselves. So then today get I'm like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it as I hike. So I hiked and Ooh, there was a little a moving bench. meditation. No, no. I hiked and then found the oh, bench. Oh, a sitting and meditation. And then sat and listened to my meditation and did it. It's yeah. only, I did a, a like a <clears throat> 12 minute one. What, did, what does that mean? You listen to your meditation. You have something playing? Yeah, it's like this music, and then it's a this Deepak Chopra thing where he just says, so hum. Yeah. So I breathe in on so and out on hum, and I just think that, and I just go back to those words. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then there's some I have that are guided to like help you have gratitude. Those, I know that's not really meditating. That's a guided meditation, which is different. Than I understand. Place. Yeah. You know, I'd like to go on the record as not being a TM snob. I love meditation. I yeah. love quieting your brain. I don't really care how people do it. I happen to know that that works for me. But what you're saying sounds very similar to what I do. Yeah, it's just I just think one thing and go back to that thought over and yeah. over. And I breathe. Mean, but don't try to breathe a certain way, you know, all that stuff. I know. But it was really great and it worked, as, as always, In right public. before you do it. Yeah, but no one knew. It just looked like I was sitting on a bench. That's what we shut. all think. They know. They know. <laughs> I'm, totally I'm teasing. Fine. I'm teasing. But right before you do it, you're like, this won't do anything. And then when it's over, you're like, I can't believe how much that did. But Every, I was yes. thinking, I'm going to start doing this in the middle of my bed. With my back against the backboards. Today you thought that. Today I thought that because I, I have a chair I usually sit in at home, but I can hear the neighbors too much when I'm in that chair. It's like mm. right against a wall. Can I, like that Blink-182 drummer's tattoo, can mm-hmm. I say? <laughs> that's a weird pull. I don't even know the reference, yeah. but I, I Go- guess he has Google a, drum, a tattoo that says, can just I can say? Can I say, like where Tupac had thug life, this guy's just like, can I ask a question? That's really funny. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You <laughs> are me from doing the East Coast. Puppet I tone. forgot it. Oh. He always great. goes, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When I see him, he's always like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Why did I eat that? <laughs> it's my Eddie Peppa tone. Oh, God. I wish you were 10 times more famous so people would laugh harder at that, that impression. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you wish I was 10 times more famous. I'm like, that would be great, or a curse. Well, if you had that last name, Crickman. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, go we've got a lot of irons in the fire, which is how I like it. Okay, so you're meditating. But you're then I'm done, slow. and I, I pick up Be Here Now. Do you consider that a self-help book? 
be here now. Do what, you know what um, it is? It's, yes, I have it on my Kindle. Um, what's his name? It's on Kindle? It's mostly drawings. <clears throat> be here now? What's his name? The, Ram Dass. Uh, Ram Dass, yeah. You can get it on Kindle. I have the book. Interesting. I have. I have. I downloaded it. I don't see the drawings. I wish I had it with me. Are you shitting you. me? I'm not kidding. It has that blue cover with the yes. with the orange yes spheres. Be yes. here now. Yeah. So w- your version of "Be Here Now" is just words. As far as I know, I haven't finished it, but yeah. Well, the first page is like a drawing of a vagina. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. Insane. Oh well, maybe it is in there. I just I don't remember. I swear. No, I, don't I mean remember. like every page. Oh really? Is looks like doodles with d- words. Like scattered throughout. Oh, no, I guess they've Tiny done something words. different. I think you're being robbed of the full be here. All right, I'll get it. I'll I've, get the real book. Oh, no, you'll get... Okay, yes. So you read I it. I, I don't consider that self-help, but I think some people would put all spirituality into sure. self-improvement. But I don't think it should be, but... I agree with that. So I opened the book, mm-hmm. and it, and it's because I was like, oh, I've always wanted to read that book while I was tripping, because most of it is awesome drawings. Right. And I, now I'm doing this meditation that feels kind of like tripping. Then I open it, and I open up to this page where they're just he's talking about how when you see like a Zen monk, there's something beautiful about him walking around, because it looks like no one is walking. Listen, as I'm telling oh. you this, it doesn't even fully make sense, but when I was in that place, sure. it was, I was reading it, and I, and I cry. I've been crying a lot today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not in a bad way, like little tears, like man cry. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, the, you know, they got muscles in them. There's muscles I in the I think it's great. I know, I didn't mean to be stupid. But anyway, so I read it and it was like, you know, you, you and it was the idea that like, we're all stuck in this world uh-huh. and the physical senses. We're all like enslaved by them, very matrixy. And when you can free your mind sort of uh, and realize that nothing is happening. If you're walking, you're not walking. Nothing is going on. I was like, I'm going to brunch. But I'm not going to brunch. Like, right. What does that mean? I'm going to... Like, Even nothing. if someone said to you, that's not true, it is happening, go, okay, but if I think like it's not, that actually helps me and that feels Sure. Better. I Well, okay, a big thing for me is that uh, life can be like a simulation or whatever. Uh-huh. And then like you can't really argue that it is a simulation. This is, Everything around us is, is simulated with feeling and sound and text. Right. And text. I'm not saying it's not real, but it's interesting to consider that it's a representation it would of reality. so exciting to have proof. That it's fake? Yeah, and to see it and someone taps you out and you look and you go, oh, see, I thought it's fake. Let me get back in. It it's seems so fun. funny that you say that. Yeah, I think about that all the time. I love it. I think about people. It never works on stage. I say it would be so interesting if we were dead. If we already died. I'm so afraid of dying. Not all the time. Not, I'm not into it. I'll put right it that now. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite topic. No. Well, it's one of my favorite topics, but I don't like the thought of it. Oh, I hate it. But then what if you already died? I find that very comforting. Somebody came up and I was like, Jen, I know I asked you to do this podcast, but really I'm here to tell you that you're dead and this is the afterlife. <laughs> and then I show you a video of how you died. Oh, I don't want to see the video. You don't have to watch it, but it's pretty funny. Oh, it's a funny death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I don't, if this is it and I'm just doing the same things. Yeah. If I know I'm dead, then it can become a hell because I'm like, nothing's different. I didn't have the promised blah, blah. But if I don't know, then it's great. So see it all. Oh, uh, well, that, that, I feel that, like that was more brilliant than it sounded. No, I think I, I feel I like think if it was Todd brilliant. Glass were here, he'd be like, oh, my God, he'd be blown away. Well, he's high. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm sober. <laughs> I, that's true. Okay. I, th- I think, uh, what did you just say? What did you just say? Because it made me think of something. But so say it again. If what I was, was dead and this was it, oh, okay, it yes. might be a hell if I knew I was dead. Because I'd expect more. Yes, I understand that. All right, let's call up Todd. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> that's the best feeling when you get him to laugh. Like I know. I'm sorry to He's a magical man. On your show. Why? The tension should be on you. I fully agree. <laughs> so anyway, the idea that we need death 
to appreciate life is so stupid. As I said that, it's so stupid, but it gives things stakes. A great Give day. Gives stakes. That's a great point. A great day. <laughs> you're fucking in okay, you're fucking in Vermont and there's a cornfield and you play stickball with a little boy that you thought was dead and he's back. <laughs> And he's fine, and you play stickball, and earlier you were fucking, and there's... <laughs> Is this Children of the Corn? I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it, but it sounds like a crazy Can movie. I just, Children of the Corn is, is such a good comedy movie. I had so many Children I've of the Corn references. I've never seen it. Neither have I. You don't have to see oh, it. You just, because... I feel like you're just referencing look, it. I, I, oh, that's all I do. I've never seen it. But you know what children look like. Scary. You know, <laughs> you know what corn looks like. Scary. Hiding. Hiding in the corn. It could have been puppies of the corn. Anything in corn. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Rustling out. Oh. Fuck you in that corn. Get out of that <laughs> corn. If you're in that corn, you're no good. You're up to no good. That's why Signs, oh. kind of an underrated movie. I saw that in... A heat wave when I first moved here. Really? Living in Los Feliz. Uh-huh. Went to the cheapo, cheapo movie theater just to sit in the AC. Oh, the Feliz 3? Mm-hmm. Saw it. Was actually like, this is dumb. When I went home one in the, the dark, one, was terrified. Of course. Because I thought oh. of those aliens coming in. You know, it was originally called Aliens in the Corn. Of the Corn. <laughs> Wait, that is true. Don't that make a joke. Movie, it, I'm friends that's with, not I'm true. friends with Joaquin Phoenix. You don't mean You're friends with the Joaquin? No, I, I'm kidding. I wish. I know. He's cool. <sighs> he's the coolest. I don't have any cool friends. Do you have any cool friends? <laughs> no, I don't have any. Is what I was announcing. Oh, that movie <laughs> I mean, I don't theater. have any like A list friends, Ooh. and that's all that matters. Wow, <laughs> that that movie it's theater on Hillhurst. One of the screens is so small; it's just an employee holding up his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good riff. That's a funny riff. <laughs> a, what's wrong but with wait, your eye? It, I don't know. It suddenly got something in it. Do you want to flush it? No. We have an eye wash. This is a chemistry lab. <laughs> We have it several does look bottles like our of our partners eyewash. are coming. I just caught my pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, wait. I'm just so trying you to did, laugh like Todd. You did the thing. You meditated. Then you. Oh, and then meditated. I read that. And what I'm saying is, it made unbelievable sense. The concept that nothing is happening yeah. was like perfect, and it was hilarious. I got to tell you, man. I'm I'm happy that you're meditating. I'm becoming one of those people, and I have to watch this. That like uh, when people like think meditation is stupid and don't even want to think about it. Like like Chelsea, I can shit on Chelsea. She was a Perrettes. I love the Perrettes. Uh-huh. And you know, I think deep down she doesn't really think it's stupid, but she likes teasing me about it, which is why I love her. Right. So maybe she's not a good example. But there are people that I've met that are just like completely closed off to it. And I find myself being like, I, you're just not my kind of person, which is okay. Sure. Not everybody has to be my kind of person. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I think it's okay to go, that's not my kind of person. When if someone was saying, you must have an arranged marriage to this person. Or right, right. But like, can we exist among them? Yeah, I guess so. sure. But I mean, yeah, you might not want to. As I get older, there's certain people in my life who stress out about certain things that I'm like, not that I don't repeat patterns, not that I'm not going to keep making mistakes, but I know when to take it offline and deal with it myself. Yeah. Offline, you mean literally off the internet? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get off help. the internet. I have a... <laughs> but no, Take like, it I have, off. I have a friend who um keeps getting into this situation with this gentleman. Joaquin? With Joaquin. And, and this guy is making her crazy. And she's like, should I tell him? And I said, let me ask you this. Is the reason you want to tell him he's making you crazy because you think at all he might change if, if he understands what you're saying? Because if you do, that's a world of hurt. Don't do it. Yeah. If you just need to get it off your chest, do it. But let me ask you this. Can you get it off your chest by telling me or writing it down and not sending it? Because you keep oh. having the same thing over and over. And I think you're trying to solve a bigger anxiety, which is... 
why do I even get involved with these kind of people? I'm getting older. I want a relationship, blah, blah. She's like, that's exactly it. I said, you have to do all that stuff to figure that out, whether it's therapy or just practicing with better people, go on Mm -hmm. dates, whatever. But the anxiety you feel that in the moment makes you want to, well, I got to send an email instead of just dealing. Like that kind of stuff is what meditation helps me with. Yeah. Not that I go and meditate in those moments when I'm not perfect. But if you meditate enough, you can call up, oh, remember how I felt today when I had this great awareness. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I can sit... Oh, yeah. It kind of helps overall. Gives you a little panic room, I find. Yes, that's great. Gives you a little area. And when my friends scoff at me, I'm not doing that. Like, that's stupid. I'm like, but your behavior is stupid. Right, 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 right. Now, if we're going to judge things. Right. Which you just brought judgment into something. Right. You came to me for advice because you see that I I don't do these types of things you do. I'm telling you that I do, and this is... How people, I stop them. People don't want relationship don't want. advice. No. You, oh, except you should have British her. Except when they ask you 50 times yeah, over and over. Yes. But then we could British them. You, you she could go, I, I, I just want to write that guy an email. Want to write him an email, do you? Yeah. God, that's, this is like a genius. Uh, is this a real thing that you use as a. Um, I do use it. As a, um, but even to your own head. Like, oh, I like that you're interpreting it that you can do it to yourself a little bit. No, I think you can do it to like right before you're about to. Do something stupid. Do something stupid or right before you're about to get invested in trying to help someone with something that's just going to cause you annoyance. Yeah. And you say like, well, are you a British them. Yeah, you could British them. Yeah. It sounds like you and I have something in common, which is I do like solving people's problems. It's actually one of the things that I'm not crazy about myself. No, me neither. I have the same thing, but I don't want to. No, I mean, really yeah, don't want either. to. I yeah. used to have the thing where I, it was more, you know, I was working on it my whole life in codependent areas of like. I have to or else I'm not comfortable. I don't really have that that much anymore. Yes. Um, is, it, is It just comes with age, right? Every, you just relax. You, you realize relax that everybody's kind of stupid. Everybody has their shit. Irene, I really worked on it, but I do think that people do come to me for advice. Sometimes on a bad day, I, I can think because of something because mm. of my boundaries are down and everyone's coming on in. Mm-hmm. Some days I think, oh, maybe they see something in me that they would like, like a sense of calm about a certain thing. Sure. Or maybe, like you said, they're just venting and they just want it to be Britished back. Yeah, but when you have a friend that they do it so much, oh. that it's literally their only, and you feel bad for them. You're like, you're a shell now. You have just become yeah. a person that talks about this guy, and there really is a problem. Right. That's when I go. I I don't know what to do. I I feel like you and I you you and I are both divorced, mm-hmm. not from each other. <laughs> that would be great. That would be a real weird exclusive. Add that to your Wikipedia page. We were married. <laughs> That would be so great. And I'm like, you know Start what? I like rumor. you so much better now. I know. We now never we're talked friends. like this when we were married. I never knew this yeah. about you. Wanted I... to talk more, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's like condescending. Oh, Sometimes no. it's bad. Yeah, you got to be careful. What if we were married and all I wanted was for you to fucking take a bath and meditate? I know. And now you and do now it. I do. Of course, that's always what happens. The second the second I, I don't have someone marshalling me. Now oh. I like it. Anyway, yeah, we're both divorced. What I'm wondering have... is... Uh, a hard heart is. Something. I actually don't even mm. think I'm still divorced. Anyway, go on. What do yeah. you mean? Legally, I'm still married. It's taking a long time. It's oh. tied up in courts. Why? But not like a battle. Like we both agree. I it's just literally they fired all the people that stamp pieces of paper. So it's supposed to be done in October. It's still happening. So <laughs> they fired all the people that stamp pieces of paper. <laughs> they fired like the everyone in the courthouses are gone. Yeah. So in California, that's why it takes so long. Like. Huh. If you had to go to court to like contest something or driving, whatever. There's right. just no one working there anymore. Well, it's a good time to contest a ticket. It'll just get lost in the shuffle. That's true. It's a good time to get divorced it. if you're secretly still in love with the person and don't really want it to go through. And it's the third act of a romantic comedy where you go, don't stamp that paper. 
And then he runs into the corn and you're like, I didn't know this is a horror movie. <laughs> oh. I would never suggest that. But what I want yeah. to do, what I do want to talk to you, what I want to gab with you about is the idea of uh, our hearts being hard. Because something I think you and I have had in common briefly when we did a show, I remember we commiserated a little bit about how relationships are stupid. Or, or how they can be stupid. Or how right. they can bring out the worst in people. Like your friend being like, why do I keep doing this? It's yeah. like some people, you know, it's like... Uh, what is it? To err is human. To really fuck things up, you need a computer. There's, that's some old joke from the eighties. But like, Love it. to err is human. But to really fuck things up, you kind of need a relationship sometimes. Like for me, to really get. You mean to like shake things up and see more stuff about yourself? No, that's oh. I like that. But what I'm saying is to yeah, in a bad way. And here, here, oh, let me okay. tell you why I'm bringing this up is because I don't like this part of myself. I catch uh-huh. myself as a. I don't even think it's because of a divorce. I think it's because of a relationship after my divorce. But I uh. got it in my head. My brain now tends to associate mm-hmm. relationships with trouble, and that's not to say that oh. I don't. I, I love love. I love my friends who are in love. It doesn't. I'm not the guy at a wedding like fucking stupid. I, this right. is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's not. I don't even know the bride and groom. You're wasting your life <laughs> on what? On what? We've widen to reveal the church is empty. <laughs> Nobody's getting married, but, <laughs> ah, but I see an him. illusion. Papa Smurf can't marry Tony the Tiger. He thinks everything's great, and he's so small, he's going to eat him. I'll do this all day. It's like it's a, a new Jimmy Pe- Stewart that's drunk. <laughs> and I go back to Cedar Falls. Is that where it was? Yeah, a Cedar... Cedar Rapids. <laughs> I go Cedar, back to Cedar Chips. Cedar Chips. <laughs> it's a low carb alternative to potato crisps. No, it's just TJ. <gasps> yeah. Sorry. It did morph. Anyway, but yeah. So you <laughs> it did morph. <laughs> Aren't boys stupid? You're no. a good girl because I didn't mean that condescending kind of like good girl, but you are a good girl. It's funny because it's uh, the alliteration. You're a good woman. Because men are stupid, and we do stupid things like that impression, and then all we really need is someone to go like, "I see you do morphed," and then we can move on. I see you doing an imp- you're yeah. doing an impression. Yeah, are yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Bounce <laughs> it. But men, uh, I'm going to say maybe even more than women. What? What are you looking? Uh, I'm at? just thinking. I'm looking out that window. You you went somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking about what. Oh, about if what I'm saying is true, is, is that men can be even more insecure and childish and, and need to be validated. I'm learning that yeah. as I'm older. Because I think when you're in your 20s... 20s. Because like, that, <laughs> that's when I was dating men that like we, I was so... I wasn't even noticing anything. I don't know yeah. them. They didn't notice me. Whatever. Then I met the guy that I married when I was 30. Yeah. Divorced out of the whole thing by 36. Um, wait. Oh, it was only six years. You were married six years? No, I was together with them total six years. Huh? Wait, I would say eight years. Oh, look at me exaggerating. All right, so ha, anyway, so... It's a better comedy number. It is a better number. But anyway, my point is, now that I'm out and about and I meet men and they're older, um, I don't know what age has to do with it, but I'm noticing they are oh, more sure. sensitive. Yeah. And way more insecure in the sense that right now I don't want a serious relationship. Not that I won't someday, but I need to practice and work on some things that... It's not that I was fully in love and got into a marriage and it fell apart. Mm. I got into something every step of the way I wanted out and I didn't get out. And I think he felt the same way too. Wow. I'm exaggerating. 
I'm putting it really harsh. Yeah, sure. I, I, but every step of the way, I had serious major doubts. And it was never easy or joyful for me. Mm. Completely. Wow. So I need to figure out why I did that for so long and why I did this and why I did that. It would you not mean be, why you went through it? Yeah. Mm. And, and it's easy to figure out, but now I need to practice the opposite well, of that. I understand. Which is going to dinner with a couple people within minutes, feeling uncomfortable, going... I ultimately know if this were to go long term, this would not work for me. So mm. thank you and good night and goodbye. And just keep doing that. Practice, 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 practice. That's interesting. Instead of shoving and trying to fix and change. Blah, blah, blah. Cram things in. Yeah. So my point is that when I have said to certain guys, and I don't mean it in like a horror way, but I'm just like, right now I'm not looking for anything serious. Of course, my mind could change. I'm just letting you know this is... I like to be taken out to dinner, and this is we're talking, and right. this is that. But you're 500 days of summering them. Yeah, I might be seeing some other people or whatever. Yeah, and there's a lot of like, okay, forget it, because I don't think it's because they were so in love with me they wanted a commitment. It's just kind of well, who are these other people, or what else is going on? When I'm are like, you breaking oh, no, that no, no, out? No. I'll sometimes say it before even before you go out. Yeah, like I'm you not sure what you're looking for, but here's where I'm at. And then sometimes so I wait till a couple times after, <laughs> and then. But either way, I've noticed I'm like I thought men would love this yeah, this yeah, non-committal yeah, yeah. lady who's not trying to have their um, baby or get married. They don't like it. I'm seeing boys are the new girls. They are. I just said that last night to someone. I know. I'm I'm just picking up all your energy. What you said <laughs> in the, the park today. What you said last night. Don't. But worry I about mean, it. just merge with it. I think it'll come back around. But anyway, go on. But it's no. You go on. I'm listening to you <laughs> because I. You sound like me. You're reminding me of me. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm divorced. Then I'm out in, in the, the closet. Wild. Oh, ha! Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I uh, where? Oh, now you're making me think. Am I gay? <laughs> am I gay? You probably uh, would know by now. I think Maybe I would. you wouldn't. No, oh, I think I would know. Oh. Although you know, I do play that game with myself. I'm like, are you deluding yourself? Are you? I think you, you, to really know your sexuality, you have to like go like cut the bullshit, stop all these programs. Are you gay? And I always come back with a with a no. I'm not proud of that, or, or I'm indifferent about that. But I'm just like, yeah, it's a no. It's a no. But I keep looking. You just look. Yeah. How do I feel about Joaquin Phoenix? I'd kiss his hair lip thing. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're gay though. Doesn't mean I'm gay. Does it move my dick? No. When we're kissing. I love that you said no. I'm guessing. It's I'm trying to. It's like a game show. Uh, no. Buzz in. No. <laughs> doesn't move his dick. Can I see? Doesn't uh, move his dick on the board. Ding. Ah, <laughs> uh, Louie Anderson. I don't know why. You do I an that. impression, all you of everybody <laughs> of everybody I want to do. Let's do impressions of everyone we want to do. I can't. I wish I could do them. You did Seinfeld earlier. I did. Yeah. Not well though. Who says well? That was Gollum. My impressions coach is really mean to me. Uh, you know who our impressions coach is? Uh, it's in our brain, and he's a real dick. And he do you like impressions? What if I was up. a comic, and I went, I am a comic, but what if I went, do you like impressions? And people said yes, and then... You brought up another comedian I who does up- impressions. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, that's funny. Like that would be a great way to have a guest star. Yes, in you your guys set, like impre- oh, that's and then funny. someone like really famous could drop by for two seconds. Yes, yes, yes. But no, if I just then took out an impressionist painting and said, "Well, I like oh. impressionist art, you fucking classless people." Oh, you could do that. And you go, "Do you guys lecture. like impressions?" Oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Do you guys like impressionistic art? <laughs> And then you just do 10 minutes on the Impressionists. God, I wouldn't even have 10 seconds. It is, it is a letdown when you're in the museum for the first time and you're like, in this room, we keep the Impressionists. Whoa! <laughs> I hope someone does Dave Chappelle. Oh, it's paintings. <laughs> I hope someone does Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Impressionist paintings are all paintings of Jimmy Stewart, try- but having sex. Because that's what all impressions are. Jimmy Stewart. 
Wait. Jimmy Stewart have here, oh, but here's when he's everyone does sex. it. So that's when an impressionist I realized painting is. Painting. I was about to go on in Madison, and I'm not putting down Madison. It, you know, a late night show, and I was just I love that club, and I was like, I could do Ray Romano having sex, and it would destroy. <sighs> and I could do Schwarzenegger having sex, and it would destroy. There's nothing wrong with it. I yeah. just don't like it for my stand up. Right. If oh it come, man. If it comes up in a riff or something, I'm not above it. But I'm not going to put it on an Did album. You, what if you needed to? Like, what if you just had to? Like, I'm bombing real bad or something? Yeah, and it's something where the club wanted to have you back for something else. I don't know. You just had to do it. You I understand. Uh, I have a joke that I do when I'm, when I'm struggling. Like, it's, a, it's about porta-potties. It's funny, but it's a poop joke at the end of the day. Yeah, I have a poop it's, joke I yeah, do on the road we got, our, we got our poop jokes. Yeah. I, I actually think it's a, de- a good poop joke, but it's different to be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. Who's that? It's Romano. Oh, that was good. Oh. I, didn't, I was thinking it was Jimmy Stewart, and I'm like, that's too Oh, horrible. no, Jimmy Stewart. Is, I can't do it, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh Mary. Oh, Mary. Ah. Uh, neither of us can do terrible. it. It sounded like Kermit. Oh, Miss Piggy! Oh, oh, <laughs> that's her. That's her coming. See, it's All of fun. That terrible. See, I know, but bad comedy can be so fun. I love bad comedy. Uh, 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 fuck me! Oh no! No! Yeah, ugh. see, because yeah. now I just picture him. Yeah, fucking his maid. Not that there's anything wrong with maids. I'm a power bottom. <laughs> uh, good for the clubs. You know what I love about no, him? I, uh, is I just read that he was like, uh, I don't understand why Maria won't have me back. He's like, I don't get it. Oh, are I they divorced? Him. I don't follow shit. They're divorced because he fucked the maid. I fucked the maid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that what you want? I don't understand. Look at my muscles. I really think that's probably a conversation. Come back. <laughs> I'll be back. Will you be back? <laughs> bad comedy. Riff it up. Riff it up and serve it in a cup. I don't care if it's bad. It's good. It's so bad, I mean, it's good. He goes probably. to his divorce lawyer and says, I need to terminate her. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I hope she's not made of liquid metal. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making that noise, Arnold? <laughs> I, I had Chipotle. <laughs> he doesn't, it doesn't agree with him. Uh, wait, so go back to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Your heart I, is hard. No, no, no. Hard actually, we're, we're deeper than that. It's talking about not being serious. So Yahoo serious. <laughs> Did he ever think Yahoo would become such a big website? I know. He should have bought Yahoo.com. Oh, so stupid. He bought YahooSerious.com. So stupid. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the idea, so that was something new to me. So I was in a relationship for six years, like mm-hmm. you, and then I was out, and uh, I had never dated before, and I'm going to keep this brief because people know this, but then now I'm dating people, mm-hmm. and I've, gotten different, I've got different advice from what you're doing. You, you have received different advice? I've received different advice that I'm now going to impart. Oh, I'm so excited. Tell me everything. Uh, <laughs> meaning, what I would do, uh-huh. I'd be on the first date or something, uh-huh. and before anything happened, I would be like, just so you know, I, I, I'm not looking for anything serious. I just wanted to get that out of the way up top. Right. And all my friends were like, what are you fucking doing? You don't have to say that. Right. First of all, it's presumptuous. You don't know. Maybe you, they'll blossom into just the absolute perfect thing and you're not sure. going to be closed off to that. Sure. And say, but their point was more that it should always be working under the assumption that it's casual until it's not. Sure. That doesn't always work. No, I don't think I'm great with that. Well, I think, I think that might be better. Look. But I need to practice not being great with that. 
I think you need to practice. Oh, I hate being. I hate giving advice. I, I really. No, I don't mind giving getting advice. Okay, what I'm saying, the advice that I've been given, is that you need to operate in this as if the world, as if you're comfortable. You're faking it till you make it, right, sort right. of thing. And you and what I had to start doing was acting like it's completely normal to be dating more than one person or to be open to dating more than one person. Right. Instead of what I was doing, which was dating somebody. And then like you said, I always picture like a cookie cutter mm-hmm. and I take them and I try and mash them into the into the relationship cookie cutter. Yeah. I'm like, you'll fit. And like they don't fit, but I keep mashing and pushing and omitting and overlooking and uh, manufacturing, like filling in blanks that they didn't even fill in. Oh, and yeah. then I lubricate the edges with alcohol, and now and then you're in business. And then you bake it by fucking. And then now you just have a upside down relationship cake. That's really good. Yeah, I love that cake. <laughs> it's wait, a very comforting cake. But wait, 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 wait. Okay, mm. but let me ask you this because on paper it sounds great. You're Which dating. Part? Um, Anything that you're dating a bunch of people <laughs> and you're just seeing, and then maybe one blossoms into a real thing. Maybe the, none of them do, but nobody's feelings are hurt. We all fake it till we make it. I've actually never, literally, maybe sort of, dated like where it's like I've got Billy, Bobby, and Chris. And right. you know, some nights I go out with Billy, some nights Bobby. I'm seeing where it all lands. Like right. I will meet Billy and then we go out a couple of times, and I'm like, well, either this turns into a relationship or it doesn't, and it needs some big dramatic ending or some getting in the relationship. And then maybe two months later, I'll meet Bobby. It's like, what, what if I could have it all at once? Yeah, look, you're talking to a friend right now. <laughs> I, I just mean like, you're the, you're, I'm the same way. I don't like the juggle. I tend to be... I'd rather the juggle. Si- I know you're aiming for the juggle. You I want just, the there's juggle. not that many people at once. I've, I, oh. I'm in the midst of a bit of a juggle. I've been in the midst of a juggle before. That's not even true. I'm just trying to keep it vague so that anyone listening is like, am I... T- am I being juggled? Yeah, no, I, but I mean like... Uh, Eddie Pepitone's listening. Oh, Eddie's going to be oh, so... Oh, God! He's going to be so hurt. Oh! I know he's married, but... Oh yeah, he got married. What an idiot! I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but hard, after hard. my after my separation, I was like, you know, snuggling with a few people in, with their dick inside of you. Maybe one of them didn't live here. One of them was <laughs> I here. You were say one of them didn't live. <laughs> one of them <laughs> passed away. It's difficult. I'm like a praying <laughs> mantis. When we're done, I take his head. Uh, <laughs> one, one wasn't here, so it was like no big deal. One was here, but mm. was an old friend from college. Like, we have this ability to hook up, and it really means nothing. So we obviously would have been together by now. And one was, like, a relatively new person that I was just like, oh, hey, new person. You seem harmless. And so it was just like, once in a while, I'd see one of these So people. you were jugging. But it was juggling, like, um, a J- flings. Jugging. It wasn't, like, dating. You know what I mean? Yes. But then, okay, then I went on a date with someone that my friend set me up with. Mm. And it was like six months after my separation. It was that the always first, works out. Oh, it was like the first dates ever. You're making me remember my first setup after my divorce. Oh, Keep it's going. Funny. It's making my fucking stomach feel ill. Well, just meditate. So I said to my it therapist. It actually works. It would work. I said to my therapist, I want to practice this dating thing. Mm. You know, um, I always feel like. Whatever. So she goes, don't lay anything out at the beginning. Don't be like, I don't want kids. Don't be like, I don't want to get married. Don't be like, just be. Yeah, be present. And I did. Yeah. And you ended up hurting him. No. So we had fun. We went to dinner the first time. Then went back to his house with little records, little wine. Adult songs, but we really only kissed. So then there was no traction in between each date. So then I would be like, I know he asked to see me again. But we didn't make a definite plan. But now he's not even texting to be like, hey, what's up? What do you mean? When were you looking for that text? At least like 24 to 48 hours later. Like, hey, so what's your weekend look like or something? 
So I wasn't getting Texting, it. Texting, by the way, is making everything so much easier. There's a, oh, it's so easy. You know, the heavens betray, convey the beauty of the Lord. So we're that we're, at, we're the, we are without excuse. Anyway, I'm saying guys are now without excuse. Because, well, like, no, this it's is so great. easy. Oh, you're gonna love this. It's so easy you're to text love now. Where this ends up. Uh-huh. So then he's like, he finally asked me it again. So we go out again. Okay, so he uh, later than you wanted. It was fine. I I just kept wondering like. In the in the old great vein of Greg Barron, he's just something into you. I was like, when someone's like really kind of into you, like you can tell they're 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 getting in touch and stuff. Um, and I didn't care either way. I was just trying to feel it out. I didn't want him to feel obligated by any means. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. So he asked me again. We're going. Went out again. Went out a couple more times. Sorry, did he ask you out via text? Yeah, which is fine with me. Okay, great. So yeah, so we go out. We have fun again the next time. And I'm just wondering, like, we haven't even acknowledged that we're going on dates. If that makes sense, it's just like we know each other through a friend. Mm-hmm. We both think. Can she's I say great. I think yeah. that's a mistake? What? Not acknowledging? I love saying I'll. It's a date. I'm picking you up for a date. Right. Of we're course. going out to a date. And then sit down and just say like, "This is our first date." Like, <laughs> Nobody of, hates it. Isn't I, this weird? Dates can be weird. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay. This guy. Did he pick you up? Uh, a couple times. When it's a met. date. <laughs> Picks you up. It's a date. Meet down. Not a date. Is it a dried fruit? It's a date. <laughs> it's fun being stupid every day. Let's be stupid oh my God, every it's day. It's like the weirdest Seinfeld. It's angry it's Seinfeld. It's so good. Hey! <laughs> it's Seinfeld in a well. That's what we're doing. Hey, does he pay the bill? It's a day! He's like, stop making jokes, and he's really just shouting relationship <laughs> advice from the Give me a little cake, your truth! My whole point is, I didn't know what this guy wanted. I didn't know if he wanted it. My friend had pitched it to me like this. I've never seen this guy with a girlfriend. Uh-huh. He travels a lot for work. He's not even a hookup guy. So I was like... Huh. Wait, they have files on which of us are hookup guys? <laughs> well, she said, according to her, she doesn't know him to just be like, hey, I'll tap that ass or whatever. Uh, you know, they talk about everything. And I go, I kind of feel like I'm in just hookup mode. She goes, oh, I don't think he's like that. So I had that in my head. So mm-hmm. I was like, just trying to be very respectful and not like come on to him or anything. So after the fourth date, finally. There's a cum joke, but we'll the, leave the, it oh, there's a uh, There's some adult snuggling. Okay. And then I... Then I... Don't hear from him again. And I'm like, he doesn't like me. Like, I know this. Wait, you have intercourse. Let me ask sure. about it. No. Yes? Just was it good? Sure. Yeah. It, if someone said that, I'd shoot my own dick off. Yeah, I think I think he. I could tell like he wasn't into it. Like, I just think we weren't. That's what I'm wondering. Is it like hug sex? Are we looking at each other? Uh, I don't even know. I, I think it was just... I find he's super cute, but I don't know. It just something wasn't, there wasn't like a passion. I've made you uncomfortable and I apologize. No, I'm not uncomfortable at all, but I'm trying to describe it. Cause like it would have been fine if we kept, you know, I think it was Seeing just first time sex. Yeah. It would have been. Eventually oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that the first one out the gate. Yeah. 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 Don't put too much pressure yeah, on no it. No pressure on that. I was just Don't like, give it a try. Is he inside you? Yeah. You're fucking. He's a stick on. He's around. <laughs> Here's your pussy wet. You're around. Somebody get Seinfeld out of the well. Oh, not because we care about his life, but because he won't. He's keeping me up and I'm screaming. Or seal the well. Yeah, very obvious advice. <laughs> <laughs> Is he texting you? It's because he doesn't want to call. He doesn't like talking on the phone. No emails. Phone call. It's a date. 
Anyway, my whole point is when the thing finally fell apart. Wait, when? Well, after you I didn't hear from once. him for a week. Sex ones, no hearing from him after the sex? No. Who is this vagina burglar? So I was like, I wasn't offended. I could already tell we weren't into each other. Like, I was kind of, I always thought he was cute. And if the sex was better, whatever. My whole point was I texted him and said, hey. Oh, you reached out. I said, we have a mutual friend. I think it's good for us. I think we just need to be cool. Yes. Because um, we're going to run into each other. And he's like, oh, totally, I'm fine. And he goes, I'm really sorry. He goes, I really am just not looking for a relationship right now. And I didn't want to let you down. And I'm like, I wasn't either. And he goes, oh, I'm so stupid. But I think it was already ruined at that point. Maybe he wasn't attracted to me. But my point is, that's why I now lay it out in case I don't want to freak anyone out. I think when you don't say anything. Great case for dudes, laying it out. Dudes might think. She's a lady going on dates. She wants something. Right. We'd vaguely talk about Can it. Can I also yeah. say something? You're in your 30s. You're, you were open I'm about I'm almost that. out. You're almost out. You're going Ben Buttons. You're going into those 20s again? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant because I look so young. No, I, but I am going to be 39 It kind of was. It was. Oh, you thank do you. look very young. Thank you. Um, I was surprised <laughs> when I... Eddie? <laughs> Sorry. When it's I Wikipedia your, your age, I thought, it was, I thought that was weird. It is weird. I get younger looking every day. Well, Dwight Slade would say that it's because you're denying that you get older. Great. Yeah. He's, he, he, he was one of the Is that a baseball things. player? Dwight Slade is uh, a comedian. Oh, does he mad that I don't know his name? No, no, no. Oh. He's awesome. Do he, I feel stupid? Am I stupid? <laughs> Jen Kirkman. <laughs> it's if, you're, if, if it was baseball and you're the next <gasps> player. It sounds more like golf. Jennifer Kirkman. <laughs> The announcer that I slept with the night before that's like can't get over it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just sniffing. Okay, the mm-hmm. reason I bring you up being older. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. You know what I mean. Yeah, you're not, I'm older you're than not someone 23. younger. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You, you go in 23. <laughs> What's she gotta do? She'll ride your dick and be on her way. But she won't know the Beatles. Yeah, that's a terrible impression. No, that's funny. <laughs> well, you you gotta let it be. <laughs> <laughs> get it? What if, I, what if I didn't oh get it? Oh, my God. Because no. you're 23. Anyway, yeah, because I'm older. Guys, I'm guilty of this. What? Ready ready for confession time? If they're older, the I women? will assume that they're probably, if they're playing it cool, they're, that, that they're uh, not all girls, uh-huh. but it'll be in my mind, be on the lookout for the fake cool, which is, oh, I know. I'm just not hanging out. What's that? An old fashioned? That's muddled. <laughs> I just want to be fun. Yeah. I want babies. Right. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust. And now that men are the new women, yeah. I don't trust them either. And now they want the babies. Because you're right. If you want babies, the Why best junior? way to go about it is to not act like you do. The, yeah. If you want anything, the best way to go about it is to uh, absolutely is to not Nobody push likes it. trying when you try hard when you die hard. K West. I do think you should try hard in terms of career and shit. Yeah, but nobody likes when it looks like you're trying hard. Well, they can fuck off. It's hard enough as it is. Well, you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't like when I try hard, do you? It makes you uncomfortable. Makes you uncomfortable to see me give it effort, does it? Yeah. <laughs> if you knew the face I was making, it would all be uncomfortable. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so you, what do we do? You, I don't know what to do, but I like, you know. All right. I'm interested in you being a lady that's just looking to keep it cash because that is typically a, a, a fella pursuit. I think it's because of my divorce and I'm so freaked out. And what made me wildly uncomfortable Mm. was how there's a selfish part of my life that's happening that's like, I'm just, it's taking me so fucking long to get paid in any way to do comedy. 
Mm. And now things are taking me to where I travel and I have a lot of last minute things and I just need to not be thinking of other people. Mm -hmm. And there's some, you know, stuff that I would never really talk about publicly, like family obligations that I have that are just enough to keep me slightly feeling almost overwhelmed. So it's hard for me to take on other people. Yeah. And so even the smallest thing can seem kind of overwhelming and I'm not really in the mood to work on that right now. I know mm-hmm. I need to eventually, but whatever. So I really mean it when I say that. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a romantic mm. and if love happens, then I, I see what happens. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not great with it. it it's, it's a weird thing. When, it, when I hear you talking about um, your singular focus on your mm-hmm. career, uh, your family, and then most importantly, and I, I guess I did this in reverse order, on yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're having your Jen Kirkman time. Right. This is what I hate. About, I hate how persuasive I'm about to be. <laughs> because I just feel that love is this molasses, swampy thing. <laughs> what I mean is, right? I am so up my own ass for love, and when I'm in love, I'm just so there that yep. it's hard for me to do much anything else. Like I have a hard time. You want to talk about boundaries being down, so I get stuck in the molassesy. I kind of do too, but not in a way that I'm up the person's ass or anything. But just for me, my head is yeah. I'm crowded. in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm focused. I'm very. Uh, I don't think. I don't think they necessarily know that it's not. I, I don't think I'm an uh, obsessive boyfriend. Right, that's or a weird. good thing. They might not know what's going on in your head. Yeah. Yes, but like I, you want to hear one of the least romantic things in the world? I almost look at it as a merging of companies. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, usually I would get in a relationship when I'm feeling really good in my own personal life, and I'm like, I'm so strong. I'm ready to sell and merge. I'm ready to sell. I'm ready to buy. You know. Yeah. Edios. I can't think of a company. I'm ready to buy Microsoft. Right. I meet a girl and I'm like, I think this broad might be Microsoft. And I merge with her. Right. And then I, and it seems so great. They made Windows. And then I start looking at the books. And then I'm like, oh, they've, they've been a little sketchy on some of these tax returns. <laughs> right. <I'm- laughs> oh, that's so great. I start looking at the books. But isn't it suck? You look at the books after your heart's in it. So then it's like, do I get oh, yeah. out or oh, do I fix no change? And you can't do There's that. There's no getting out. That's I don't I, get out good. That's I'm, why I want to keep practicing until I know everything. But then that's not romantic. I know. Jen, can I tell you one thing that was a what huge, do do? that I thought was such a huge progress for me? What? And I want to see how this relates to you. So here I am. So excited. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash got out of, uh, he dated a couple girls after he was married. And then one really gave him a runaround, and then Johnny Cash. This is me. Mm-hmm. I love, by the way, Johnny Cash is awesome. I don't know if He's you've said it before. No, normal people have said that, time. but I like it. Thank you. You're really good at being a girl to me, the kind of guy that I am. I'm like, thanks for liking Johnny Cash. Oh, I love it. So anyway, <laughs> and then a little sniff. And then, uh, so I, Johnny Cash then dates some people, random people, uh-huh. meaning Johnny Cash is Cash. <laughs> Totes. It's not Johnny Serious, baby. <laughs> that I get on not, my your motorcycle. Your name's not Yahoo. Yeah. That's your. <laughs> it's that's Johnny Cash. I'm not yeah. Yahoo Serious. Yeah. I'd love to get him on the show. Uh, and then Johnny Cash meets uh, a girl, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see how quickly I, I would shut everything down, and I'd, I'd be like, "Everybody, everybody's done." Right. And then I would date this girl, and I'd be like, "I think this might be a, a girlfriend type thing." And then I was so proud of myself. They didn't appreciate it, but mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself. The moment I realized that it wasn't right, I ended it. Uh, wow. Which I was so 
I was like so pleased. First of all, first and foremost, I was sad that I had to like hurt somebody. Right. As I said, I said this on, um, I said this on Jay Larson's podcast, Crab Feast. I was talking about it's weird. You set a date because mm-hmm. you want to do it in person. And you know you're going to break up with the person. So you have to, like, put in your phone, hurt Linda. <laughs> you met them in person to do it? Uh, yes, I did. Because it was, like, a girlfriend thing, right? Um, yeah, basically. We never had the RDT. You know what I'm talking about? Relationship-defining talk. Oh, no. I never heard that. Really? No. <laughs> yeah, we never, we never were like, you're my boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Oh, thank God. Oh, that, would make, uh, that just made my what? heart drop into my stomach. Why? That makes me nervous if someone wanted to have that conversation. An RDT? I think we need to have an RDT. Ugh. But wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What was it, can you say, what? in general? Why I broke that, up with that, that made you realize it wasn't right? Because I don't know. Sometimes when I talk about this stuff in therapy, and the, I'm going over if my therapist is the right one for me, too, because she'll... Sometimes I feel like she's pushing, like pushing, pushing to stay in things. And then sometimes I feel like she's mm. like, whatever. So I'm, it can be something small, right? That you're just yeah. like, this is everything to me. Like It was... Um, I, this is such an interesting thing. What made it so tormented, partially, or difficult, mm-hmm. was that um, that that person reminded me of me when I was uh, younger. Oh. But I was like, oh, I've, I've come over those hurdles. The hurdles that you're talking about and, and your worldview. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the term worldview, but your mm-hmm. worldview reminds me of my worldview. And I don't want to take you over the mountains. I don't want to go back... And lead yep. you over the mountains again and help you understand how I got across them. No. I was just like, it's, it's too much. And then, you know, ultimately, I'm a big believer in juice. I didn't feel the juice. I, I, I believe in my gut. Yeah. And I believe in, in juice. And I was like, I just, something is wrong. Nothing was wrong with the person. Right. Lovely. But I was just like, I, I was like, fuck it, man. Chelsea said something really, pretty. said mm-hmm. something really interesting where she was like, that's what your 30s are. You know quicker when something is wrong and you don't have as much time to waste. So you're like, you know what? Let's stop this here. And I thought it was, that makes me really happy to hear that because sometimes I feel like a motherless child, a what? A motherless child. Oh. <laughs> it's an old spiritual. Would you I like love a water? It. Here you can have oh this my God, little that's baby so cute. girl water. I love it. And I'll drink this big boy. Um, wait, what I was, because I feel like sometimes people are like, yeah, too picky. You're too fussy. It's like, no, no, you picked your person and you're with them. Mm. If I made you, it's the same thing I get with being a vegetarian sometimes, which I am one, but I'm not preachy because I'm not perfect. Yes. But a lot of times um, I'll go places like you'll work a job in the show business arena where there's maybe catering for the day. Mm-hmm. And people will notice that you're not putting anything on your plate. And I'll go, I, this is not a lot I can eat. It's just like five meat options. And then you know, right. people go, you can have salad. I'm like, oh, I know. And I probably will. <clears throat> but let me ask you this. Are you, would you be happy if all you could have was fucking salad? Like, <laughs> now I'm going to start, because you told me what I could do. Right. But you can have salad. I go, I know, but it's just, you know, not when, it, well, you're the vegetarian. I'm like, all, all right, all right. Like, <laughs> all right. it's like, what if you came here and there's nothing you could eat? You would probably be freaking the fuck out. Right. But I've learned to accept. Right. That's just what uh, it is. It can't, that people can't cater to me, literally. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but my point is, when I've said that to people, oh, I went out with blah, blah, you know, it's not going to work because... Um, they actually think someday they want to move back to their hometown yeah. and live with their family and do all this stuff. I go, that doesn't work for me. Who cares? You're being picky and not living there now. No. Well, Whoever. what if I fall in love? Because 
that's what I did when I got married. Good for you. Is I ignored every single thing that I thought wouldn't work later, yes. and it fucking came to roost. That was a that, that's a fucking brilliant point. I, I think you're doing it exactly correctly. If somebody's like, you know, I eventually I definitely want to move back to St. Louis. I'm very, <laughs> I'm, I'm very close to my brother Paul. Paul and I are going to open a tannery, and you know, right. I'm just here momentarily. But you know, I love you. Like fucking scram, weird tannery guy. But I know it's also like. You're never going to find someone just like you. No problem then. Yeah. No problem. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm. I would be. I know how it feels to be with the wrong person. But there are deal breakers. There's. But what I'm saying is like this thought of you might be alone or you might not have a permanent person. I feel so beyond okay with that because being with the wrong person was the loneliest, yeah. most devastating, gut wrenching, yeah. painful thing. That's why I really hate when people say I'm sorry when they find out I'm divorced. I'm like uh-huh. you weren't there. Yeah. You saw us and nothing bad was you happening. You weren't there and I'm tired of fucking salad. It's the same <laughs> yeah, person yeah. you're mad at. Stop telling me I can have salad. No, to, I, I think I think we said this on the show I, before. I hope anyone that knows my ex, he's lovely. I just made the wrong decision and couldn't figure out what was wrong. And yeah, the sure. last thing I looked at was maybe I picked the wrong person for me. Yeah. I thought it was everything else. I thought it was my job. I thought it was can my I, weight. I thought it was my hair. It is the biggest, biggest lesson of my adulthood mm-hmm. for me is that you don't have to hate someone to break up with them. Exactly. I used to invest an additional six months in the in a, in a wrong relationship, mm-hmm. maybe more, so I could build a case as to why I hated them. What an unfair and stupid oh, thing wow. to do. Yeah, and I only say this, uh, I'm not proud of it. I say it in hopes that people won't do that. Right, right. And I, yet I keep running into people that are like, they know they're with the wrong person. They hate their, I mean, like, they're, it's active. <laughs> the burner is on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll burn yourself if you touch that pot. They hate their partner, but they right. can't imagine hurting them. And then you can say, like, but you're hurting them so much more by being yes. this way. And they're like, I know, I know, I know. And, and, and But the thing you say, I say it over and over, that's the one piece of advice. You don't have to hate someone to break up with them. Uh, you, and you don't have to have a long list of reasons or anything like no, that. No, it can, can just be, be like, like, this doesn't feel right. I God, I wish it felt different. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not to say run away quickly. I don't think either of us are saying that. It sounds like we're both give it a shot people. Yeah. But at a certain point, you're just kind of like, Jesus Christ, Phil, or whatever your fiance's husband's name was. Uh-huh. This isn't working out. And uh, yeah. I don't think it's you and I don't think it's me. I just think we need to get the fuck when out When I of said here. that to Phil, yeah. not his name, he was like, oh my God, I never would have said anything. Thank you. Is he Irish? Yeah. That's a, that's a thing for The Departed. It comes up a lot on the show. Oh, really? What about? I don't remember any lines from The Departed. I just know that I love a good <coughs> Boston movie with all those folks. Don't stop till you're numb. Uh, that's Is that one. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. I kind of tried. Don't stop till you're numb. That's really great. Yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. Oh, what Matty D says, Matt Damon says, Uh he says, if this is fucked up, he's talking to his his, girlfriend, Uh living girlfriend, you need to leave. I'm Irish. I'll stay in something fucked up forever. He's like, oh my God, why didn't I remember these lines? I think I I saw it with my Irish ex. Oh. Oh, I don't even know what. Oh, I can't remember anymore. Isn't it weird the movies you see when you're with your well, like the, some of the movies I saw with my ex? Yeah, was uh, one of them was Spider Man Two, and she was cheating on me. And there was a scene where Mary Jane and Peter, we lived in New York, mm-hmm. are in New York, and they're in Central Park, and he's like, "Why, why won't you love me?" His name is fucking Peter. Oh my god! Right. And then she goes, "There's someone else, Peter." And like walks away. She was lying to save him from the hobgoblin, I think, or, <laughs> sure. or Doctor Octopus. Not Octopus. totally analogous it to your life. <laughs> to be fair, Doctor Octopus wasn't after me. 
But I'm sitting next to a woman who's cheating on me, and oh. my name is Peter, and we're watching a... She said she felt like uh, Macbeth, like uh, the play. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Or was that Macbeth or Hamlet? Hamlet. She felt oh, like I thought Hamlet. You meant, I thought you were going to say, when you're not supposed to say Macbeth in the theater, oh, like that you weren't supposed to say... No, I, I, I love that you went to the show business, <laughs> but in Hamlet, someone killed somebody, and then to make them uncomfortable, they put on a play about that exact murder. Oh, yeah, so we're watching. Wait, but she didn't know. You didn't know she was cheating. On I you, did not. I man, my head was so up my own oh butt. My I was God. just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> she'll be back. Hey, hey. Oh, it's gonna turn around. I just believe it. Oh my God, I love it. I know. Ah, oh. such a sweetie pants. You know what made me cry? Is this is this the most upsetting and sad podcast you've done? And people are sad. What listening? No, okay. No. When I saw Brokeback Mountain, I cried. For days because I loved the passion between them so much and yes. I was in a relationship that later became a live-in relationship that later became engaged that later became a marriage yes I was so like I want that weird passion, passion. yeah that like I was and I thought I was done mm. like that classic Louis C.K. joke like you're engaged and you think you can't leave and then you have kids you're like I can't leave I don't know why I thought I couldn't leave yeah, all yeah, I yeah. was was in a relationship a for like a year a pretend thing I, yeah I was even living with I mean it yeah. was like so okay to leave yeah but I, but you know what I had been told that when you say to someone there's absolutely no passion like yes they're not terrible at sex no one is making fun of anyone's body or penis or techniques yeah. it just Irish curse I can I can I can sit there and drink a bottle of wine and not want to get up on you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm fine without it. Right. It's great when it happens. I'm fine without it. It should. I don't want to feel that way year one. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. And people would be like, "Well, what do you want? You want passion? Everything eventually fades." So I went into a relationship with the overall world advice of you should marry your best friend. It ends up that anyway, and everything fades. Mm. And I feel like it should come. How does in- this become? How does this remain one of the most popular groups? <laughs> What, like the, the sales pitch of oh, marriage. Oh, I don't know. And I'm like... Everything fades. <laughs> it's going to get dry and stupid eventually. Just marry someone that is already dry and stupid. That's what I mean. I want to at least go, God, when they're my old best friend and we can't get it up anymore, I want to look at them and go, I remember the fire, though. Mm-hmm. If you start with no fire... Like, in other words, sometimes, yes, fire goes away after a year and you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it means it never really was there. It was a short spark and mm-hmm. now the matches are wet. So... It's hard to know the difference. Mm, the matches are wet. That That's just made me sad. <laughs> but it's hard to know the difference. It's nice to say something's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Henry. <laughs> his name's Henry. But I guess that's my point is now I'm going to listen to my gut. Mm-hmm. No one's going to tell me it's because I'm not working on something hard enough. Right. I, I, I don't want to work that hard because right. it's the dumb shit mm-hmm. that you, I think keeps people together. God, fuck everything. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't know about marriage. I, I'm, I'm, see, I don't want to have a hard heart, but then at the same time, I have everything you're saying makes sense, and it makes me scared of it. And, and when when I meet someone like you, that's like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I'm kind of like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then and then you know what it is. At the I, end of the I day, might, at the, listen, I could see myself getting married again. Sure. It's not out of the question. I understand. I didn't mean to put you in a box. No, but I I would say nah, I don't really understand what I need to do that for again. I'm going to quote American Psycho right now. Are you? Ready? Okay, yeah, I never saw it. No. I don't care. I might like the quote. Uh, She says, why do you even have that job, Patrick? Mm -hmm. Your father owns the company. You don't even need to go in. And he goes, because I want to fit in. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? That's exactly why I got married. 
Buddy, can I tell you, I think that's why most of us do most of the things we do. For some reason, this is what made me, makes me so sad. I was always the most individualistic. I hate when people say that because they don't think that's a word. Individualistic? Sure it is. It is. Okay. I was always the most individualistic kid. I, when people talk about being bullied and whatever, I had people make fun of me, but I did outlandish things. I went to mm-hmm. school in crazy costumes. I was a weird kid. I wanted to be weird. I thought I was on the Lawrence Welk show. I found the other kids to be boring. I was already in my mind gone mm-hmm. high school all black theater weird you know dramatic morrissey the whole thing right that's mm-hmm. why it means so much to me because it's in my dna mm-hmm. everything was always weird weird in in when i lived in new york city everyone's watching sex in the city i don't like those materialistic bitches i'm a punk rocker you know whatever yeah, yeah, sure. now of course i love the show but that's just a coming of age thing but anyways yeah. always been weird always been weird and then in my 30s when things weren't happening in my career and i felt out of place. I just wanted to almost shock people by being, how normal can I fucking be? Mm. We're dyeing the hair blonde. We're going to be stopped being accused of being goth. We're going to dress normal. We're going to J. Crew now. I'm doing whatever. <laughs> and when people be like, I don't see you as someone who would want to get married. Oh, yeah, well, I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like I just wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. And you, so, you threw the engine in reverse. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just do the what everyone's doing. Yeah. And it felt so wrong. And then that's one after I got like the divorce, like makeover. But it's like, it, it wasn't that I didn't love people at certain points. And now mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince my therapist. No, no, no. I see what I was doing. I was just trying to fit in. You rewrite history. No, no. I'm really, I'm just being honest. I've been, li- I was lying, lying. What do you mean? You were lying about what? Well, I was lying about how much I was into everything. Oh. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. just trying to fit in and mm-hmm, be whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's what it is. I was just trying to fit in. Yeah. But now, my God, do I have to fit out so terribly? Like, is there some middle ground? Yeah, can't you fit in a little bit? Because I'm making, do you feel like you're making, do you have friends that you're still friends with? Oh, because you didn't live here then, though. That's a blessing. Well, yeah. Because now my married friends that used to hang out with us, they're fine. Mm -hmm. But there's less hanging out. Oh, yeah. Well, you have the pariah a little bit. You got that. Team marriage. I remember team marriage. When I was married and someone got divorced, my, yeah. my ex and I would not necessarily. We wouldn't talk about it, but I remember just being like a little bit like. And you know, more than that, I saw that happen to me. When I got divorced, mm-hmm. my married friends did not want to hang out with me. <laughs> like they, they like, you have some sort of curse on you. I think they, they feel sad. I, I don't think this well, is happening so much anymore, but I. I think they're afraid, and maybe rightfully. That they're making you sad by being around? No. Oh. Oh, I like that. I like that's where he went. I thought that it was more like, and I think there's something to be said about this, that I got divorced, mm-hmm. and then, uh, so I'm divorced, and I'm living my dream, mm-hmm. so I'm like a happy divorced, you know what I mean? Oh. And then I think some of my friends' wives were concerned that like hanging out with me would influence them to be like, hey, I did it, you should get divorced too. I think you're Right, yeah. but I never wanted. I don't think that individually such a about individual people, but overall, I can see that as a concept. Being you need all the help you can get to stay in a marriage. You can't have some weird. I always knew I was going to become this weird Hawaiian shirt, Kevin Arnold, fucking divorced uncle guy. That's like, hey, Franny. You always knew. I, there was something in the back of my mind that was. I was like, I think that's me. I'm the guy that comes to Thanksgiving alone. I got a six. I pack kind of, of always bush. thought that too. Yeah, about oh, myself. Well, I, I mean this. You have to understand. I just called myself the weird uncle. Yeah. I do feel a fun. When I think of you as the weird aunt, it kind of makes me feel I'm Aunt Jenny from Brady Bunch. Do you know who that is? No. Do you know Brady Bunch at all? What's that? I'm good. No. <laughs> There's one episode where Jan feels, I think, well, no, every episode, Jan feels weird. Middle child, I don't fit in, whatever. Is she the one with the blonde hair? Yeah, she was the one. The other, not the two sisters with the curly black hair. Wait, those are boys. <laughs> 
Jan, the middle one. <laughs> Jan. Yeah. Yeah, not the cutie little. Not the cute little girl. Not the hot. Not the older hot sister. older one. The one right in the, the middle. middle. She's the, in the middle. The cock blocker. If you're not older, you're not younger. You're in the middle. <laughs> if you're not the baby, you're not the oldest one. You're in the middle. You're Jan, and your hair looks like it's difficult to touch. It did look difficult. Oh, why? Like coarse? I'm picturing it wrong. You might be picturing it wrong. Was they it always... kind of like? I'm picturing it almost like a, like afro hair. No, they all had straight, straight blonde hair. Interesting. Anyway, there's an episode where she finds out she's this long lost aunt named mm. Jenny, mm. and all her girlfriends come over, and Jenny comes over and regales them with stories. Mm. And she has like a conch. Is it conch mm-hmm, shell? Mm-hmm. She comes over and she's wearing some like caftan dress, and she's got a big bag full of things from around the world, and she's like. First of all, the actress is probably 35, you know, Mm -hmm. but looked 60. But she's like, I never married. I never had kids. People look at this. And she, everyone's kind of staring at her because she has things from all over. And she like takes out the shell and she blows into it. She's like, I got this in Bermuda. But you can tell the other girls are looking at her like, what a fucking freak. This is Uh so sad. And Jenny, I mean, Jan is like, she's put at ease by Aunt Jenny. Like, okay, so maybe I want to have a traditional life. It can look like this. And it, it was just another option for her to see what life could look like. And it made her feel good and everyone's happy at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Watching that as a kid, I went, I know that's me. I'm not trying to be cool or make it. it me. It resonated almost like something from the future was coming and going, you might be Aunt Jenny, which I'm fine with. Yeah. No, I and say, I saw Tom Arnold and I was like, I think I'm the inappropriate like fat guy that's just like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Smoke a cigar at the kids' table. Hey, how you doing, you little shit? <laughs> I'm trying to work on new material about being divorced that doesn't make audiences sad. And my new, that I think I said it the other night at the improv is single implies you're lacking something, you're looking, and you're sad. Divorce means I've been to Paris twice. You know what I mean? Like, I want to sound like, yeah. I want it Better. to be. You did something. I want it to be fancy. Graduated. Divorce is fancy. Yeah. It's so, it's so yeah. silly. I'm very proud degree. of myself for, it's the hardest thing I ever had to do. Yeah. I had to discipline a whole. Two families were the people. Torn apart. Torn apart. Yeah. I'm real proud of myself. I took guts. Tears happened. Tears, confusion. Did you pull the trig? Mm -hmm. You did. Oh, and he said I never would have said anything. Yeah, I think he was like, thank God. His life's probably way better now. I don't know. We don't talk, but. Yeah, I don't talk to mine either. I would. I actually had this dumb thing of, we're going to be best friends. It's, oh my God, we made a mistake. We're two best friends that got married. Let's just dissolve the marriage. We'll be best friends. Uh, That didn't happen. Didn't work? No. I'm not sure why. Don't care why, but it didn't work at all. How long have you been divorced? Well, we've been apart. Apart. It'll be two years in May. Okay. So I'm I'm two years ahead of you. Oh, wow. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I just swung into... Do you sleep in the middle of the bed? Sometimes. I I noticed I've taken his side, which is closer to the door. That's the man's side. So I can run out. If I need to. Oh, that's interesting. It's the Hence man's the side taser. so he can, like, defend. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's the girl's side. Although I realize that when I have a girl over, she sleeps on the on the on on what I'm calling the man's side. Because I just, I just push her towards I the I hope monster. you would have her on the couch or the, if you have a spare room like a gentleman. Yeah. What, who are these girls that tra- traipse and troll up over your place? They come and they troll up all over me. Women are really... <laughs> girls, respect yours. Don't sleep over until there's a ring. Don't you sleep over Isn't until there's a there ring. There was a time that that was true. And now we have you, you're my guest, and you're saying that you don't want anything fancy. You're just like, let's just go out and... and I, I mean, I love a fancy dinner. I'd love a ring, too. Not an engagement ring, but buy me some jewelry. And a good, <laughs> totally and a good di- No, No, I don't think you were. No, I was But I don't, I'm joking that people should buy me jewelry after knowing me uh, for two dates. 
Yeah, that's a little. No one should buy. People should just buy each other jewelry anyway. Like I I should have shown up here with like a a man bracelet or something. Just as a friend, that'd be so awkward. (laughs) My mom gave my ex-wife a "What would Jesus do?" gold bracelet, and it was one of the most awkward moments of my life. I know what Jesus wouldn't do: wear that bracelet. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Well. It is a little flashy. <laughs> the Lord was not advertising. He was more of a Johnny Cash type. He was so Johnny Cash. He didn't even wear shoes. Super Cash. Well, he wore Birkenstocks. Oh, he did. Did I feel like I just depressed your audience? No, not at all. I'm I feel not like depressed no at all. one's ever going to go on a date with me now after hearing this. No, I think actually. I think a lot of my suitors I feel like listen. If there were a classy way to be like, I don't want anything serious. I just want to have a good time. Take me to Disneyland and fuck me in the Dumbo ride. Mm-hmm. I think you'd get a lot of likes. I might not even want to be having sex with these people. Yeah, we just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> because, because here's my thing. If there's spark enough to have sex, then I might be. Oh, here's So the you thing. don't want to have empty sex? No, I do. But only if there's a spark. But I'm saying if there's a spark, it's going to be hard for me to keep things cash. Oh, I don't, I don't think you know what you want. Oh, I know. I'm all over the place. Yeah, that was all over the place. That's why I'm kind of like. See, I don't, I, I don't completely buy the girl that says – I buy the guy that says I'm not looking for anything serious because that's, oh. that's in our stupid This brings me to my, my point. History. That's what I mean by – I don't want anything serious because the minute I have to be like, I have a week off of work in September. I'm going to do a gig in Europe that I have to consider someone else. Well, I wanted you in, to come with my right. family to their farm in, in uh, North Dakota where we're going to – my dad's getting a barn named after him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm never doing that. Yes. I'm never compromising. So it, I really don't want anything because I know what anything takes. But what this is what guys don't get. A one-night stand for me, mm. if it's fun, mm. is actually like seven nights. Like if that makes sense. Like if we have sex and it's really good and it's fun, mm-hmm. I'll call you the next day for more. I kind of still have it in my system. It takes a couple days to get out. Three days statistically. Talk Three days? Semen. Oh. <laughs> semen get will out. remain. If you have sex with a girl and she's going to ovulate in three days. It could survive. Oh, God. Don't have unprotected sex, people. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you should. I think you just endorsed it. It does feel better. <laughs> oh, of course it does. You can always pull out. Let's, let's everyone be honest. Yeah, everybody loves pulling out. Um, so so that in that sense, I can see why I got no problem go, pulling out. No. It's weird coming in there. Where is it? I want to see it. <laughs> I want to make sure I did. Yeah. What I- if you had been coming inside someone without a condom for so long that you... Never really were releasing a liquid. You're just shooting air. And you didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. And then one day you're like, I'm going to come on your face and, and then, you just blow their hair back. Yes. <laughs> but it's like a new girl and she's like, what? But my, wait, well, wait. Oh, so my point is, so if, even if I don't want someone to be my boyfriend. Yes. But the sex is good. I might not be cool with it just being once a week because I might want it a little more. But mm-hmm. I'll get quick. I'll also get sick of it a lot quicker. You want to hear the weird fucked up response but I, think guys, I have for that? Guys don't want to hear that it makes them nervous they don't believe it here's the most fucked up thing i can tell you i love it this is uncomfortable i don't care and it's not really in my wheel wheelhouse Uh but i've dabbled in in the darker arts (laughs) okay meaning i've done things that i didn't think i would do Mm -hmm. and i've learned from them one of the things that i figured out quickly this is insane i love it i know it's exciting what am i gonna say then my heart stops i found myself like you so i would sleep with somebody Mm -hmm. and i'm like you i'm like a lady baths Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, and I would get connected and it would still be in me. And I'm like, why wouldn't we just do that again? Now there's this person that I have chemistry with. Okay. Making sense so far. I, yeah. Yeah. But it's about to take a goofy turn. Oh, I love it. And it's after I tell you this goofy turn, I don't know how you're going to feel. Okay. 
I don't know how I feel about me as a person after what I'm about to say. So you fuck Karen. Uh-huh. Okay? Or I'm a guy and I fuck Karen. Uh-huh. And then I feel connected to Karen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, shit, I, but I don't want to date Karen. No. I'm just feeling this physical, chemical sort of attraction to her. It was fun seeing her. I enjoyed having sex with her. I want to do it again. Yeah. And I start feeling that little percolating, that bubbling of like, I'm going to see Karen again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Karen. Like the next day, you like want to call Karen. You know what really gets that out of your system? Fucking somebody else. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh, I don't think that's so crazy. Because the second you fuck somebody else, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it wasn't Karen. It was it was sex and fun, and that sure, sort of that's was fine. But because I don't want to have sex with a thousand people this year, yeah. it would be fun to have one or two hey. that I could keep doing that with. Completely agree. Right, right. Oh, I totally agree. I had that with someone who was kind of breaking my heart a little bit because yes. they were way too casual, yeah. and I went, oh wait, if you just sleep with someone else, it's a weird. It move. erases. Yes. it erases the pain, and I also think the reason. Ooh, I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, Just say Karen. Karen. The reason uh, a very big relationship in my life, I think, started to get angry at me after we were broken up is because they hadn't had sex yet. And I got this email from an ex one day. Mm-hmm. That was like, hey, just thinking of you. How have you been? Like, haha. Like, can I come get my shirt sometime? I was like, oh, they just got laid because uh-huh. they had that relief of look the I, chemicals of me washed away. Exactly, and new chemicals. There's like, no chemicals. <laughs> you got you got the scent of the old person yeah. off of you. I know that sounds terrible. No, it's true. I totally agree. But I think but that's I, what I, I mean. I've spent so much of my life never doing that, and then I, I realized that you know. One of the things I think guys, one of the reasons why guys can be so casual and stuff is because you fuck somebody else and it kind of helps you move on from the last person. I'm not. I really think ladies have the same thing unless you've moved on with someone that isn't that good or doesn't feel as good or doesn't feel as sparky. Well, now we're talking about the special. We got to call Karen. Yeah. Well, if you have sex with Karen. Uh huh. And then you're, you know, you're casual and you it's see somebody else. It sounds like she's great. Yeah, by Karen's the way. really great. Okay, yeah, go on. So I sex with Karen. <laughs> you have sex with Karen. And then you go out with somebody else mm-hmm. and you thought Karen was boring or whatever. Or you were worried Karen was boring. Mm-hmm. And this woman shows you what boring really is. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Jesus. And then you thought Karen was a weird bottom lip biter. And this woman's drawing blood or whatever. Oh, she's right, just right, the right. worst. Yeah, you might, you call Karen again. Yeah. But if you're if you're if you're fucking Karens of an equal level, equal value, right? It's like bringing something back to the grocery store. It's really true because I can tell when I'm being, I can tell there's people that have been with me, and I can tell that they they have more number ones other places, like people they really pine for. Oh, but then when that person's not available, it gets weird with them. I get the call again, which is no problem because uh-huh. I'm not that invested in them anyway. Sure. And I go, oh, I bet something just happened with. Tina or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. because now oh, you couldn't get call. Tina well not even I couldn't get Tina but like maybe I'm upset about Tina but I don't seem so boring now or some or the opposite I don't know I can tell as I get older and it gets less like taking everything personally because you're doing it yourself too yes I go oh I know what this phone call is because I did this to someone last week I'm I'm actually making it sound like I'm Sleeping with fifty people. That's I know. I, that's also, just, that was also my concern when I was talking about this. Yeah, it's also not true. It's also not true with me either. But you know, when someone is calling you, when someone's like, "You are on my mind." It's if you really go, "Why was I on your mind?" It's actually because you're trying to get Tina off your mind, uh, and I'm not so bad, yeah. and I'm not going to be clean. You're the eraser. I'm, I've been. I think I'm an eraser. You've been erased. Yeah, I have a friend that I'm pretty sure I'm the eraser for. We haven't. It's like once in a while, like like once in a while, like. It's it's like a 
Every once in a while. Well, I think it actually doesn't happen anymore. That's what I was trying to say, but we used to years ago. Um, and I could tell I was the eraser, which was no problem. Yeah. But you were fine with it. I'm fine with it. But you have because to be Because you were careful. like a fun novelty eraser. Like but you have like to be dinosaur. careful that this is like a he said, she said show, but it's like. What's that? You know, like a male and female talking about relationships, oh. but we're saying the same things. Because <laughs> you're like a weird yeah, yeah. lady man, like, and I'm like a weird man like, lady. It's like she said, <laughs> yeah. she said. <laughs> People think it's like an African-American show about love. They're so <laughs> happy. And then it's just Hi, us. I'm she <laughs> uh, My favorite fake black name is L. Ron, E-L-R-O-N. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. So I find that so funny. That's fucking really funny. This is my black friend, L. Ron. <laughs> it's happening. I'm L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard is a great... Black name. Black name joke. L. Ron Hubbard. His name was Ron. L. Ron. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. E-L-R-O-N. Dianetics, uh, bitch. Do you get depressed <laughs> when you come across a repeat of The Cosby Show and it's a Sandra and Elvin heavy episode? <laughs> <laughs> That is a great question, and yes. Would you hate... When you realize The Simpsons you're watching is a Marge one, you're like, oh, oh Would you no. hate to be that person? Who? Just Sandra like, and Elvin? Just people see you at a party, and they're like, oh, Sandra and Elvin are here. This is going to be a If you hang out with that couple at a party, your life's episode is a heavy Sandra and Elvin episode. Right, right. But if, what if you're that to other people? I think Sandra and Elvin are pretty happy. And they think their episodes are great. I hate people like that. Who, Sandra and Elvin? Just people who think that everyone's into them. Yeah, well. Like, you know what I don't like when couples do? Well, I shouldn't say that. Forget it. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it because I'm sure everyone I know does it and they're going to think I'm talking about it. Then everybody's guilty and I'll be guilty too and it'll be fine. I guess I've been guilty of it too. There you go. When couples tweet at each other, not because they're joking about like sure. a man and woman happen to have a relationship, but they happen to both be tweeting about Bob Marley and how much they love him. Right. But when they're like tweeting from inside the house to each other yes. as a public performance of their relationship. Yes. No, that's heinous. It's awful, Everybody right? knows that's heinous. Oh, okay. You I don't have know. to be uh, upset or, or uh, uh, hesitant I think to say I that. did that a couple times sure. in my marriage. Oh, well, that's the thing moment. is everything that sucks and stupid and cutesy pie and nicknames and moo, moo, moo and tweety tweets <laughs> and all that stuff. When you're you and me, Johnny Cash, on old single island, oh, on old fuck island, uh, it whoa, looks so whoa. stupid. And then the next thing you know, you fall in the molasses swamp and you're like, boo, boo. <laughs> We're on Divorced Island. It's way I want to call it way Fuck better. Island. No, because it's not... People are going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> I know. Or I, just me worried my mom's listening. If Jen, my- this episode was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my mom read my book, which is barely about sex. There's like yeah. a couple mentions of some boyfriends. Like, yeah. glad I didn't end up with him because of this. But it's not even a relationship book. It's just about like yes. going through life and not wanting kids. But I said something in it about like sleeping over a boyfriend's house when I was 21 because I lived with my parents mm-hmm. right after college and I just thought we're all adults now I'm going to take your Oldsmobile and go stay at Brent's house and just leave a note yep. and when I did that I got in big trouble yes. so I wrote about that in the book my mom was like Whew, chapter one gets right into the it's real racy. I'm like, I don't describe. You're aroused by this. No, thing? but that's just her. Ooh, it's so spicy. <laughs> my impression of my mom always has like I have to have a smile on my face when I do it because that's what she always looks like. So, <laughs> so, but she's like, oh boy, I think it's a very. You should really market it as very sophisticated. I'm like, it's not at all. But she thinks because I wrote. Yes. Um, 
while I was laying in bed in Brent's like dirty sheets, mm-hmm. you know, I said something like that. Like he was rolled over whispering on the phone to some girl he was cheating on me with. Like that was the point. Yes. Was like, Brent. I was so dumb it was happening in front of my right, face. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, right. he was in a play with, this is my sad thing. When I graduated college, he was still in it. So I was kind of like living his senior year because he had this whole other experience that I really liked. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll just absorb his life. So mm-hmm. that was bad. So he gets into a play. He gets into an acting class with this girl uh-uh. who's playing Anne Frank in the stage, you know, college version of the theater Diary of kids, Anne Frank. I always feel like the theater kids are fucking each other. Oh, they are. I'm but I was a theater kid too, but I was never cast in anything because I wasn't good. Me neither. I was just in the comedy troops and I'm like, no, I'm serious actress. Me but, too. No. But I, you yeah. know. But anyway, so I was like, I know he likes her. And then I saw them. And you lived in Boston, right? Uh-huh. On the, I was on the subway stop, Boylston Street, Green Line. Uh-huh. I see them kissing on a bench. But it wasn't my stop. And I just saw it. And he looked up and saw me. And I was like, oh. And, then, and the, and the doors whisked off. you yeah. away? That happened in your life? Yes. I saw him kissing her at the bench. Stand clear of the breaking heart, please. So, I mean, they didn't get on the subway, obviously, because I was fucking on it. Like they're about. Oh, to- they were waiting for that. Yes. <laughs> like we'll get the next one. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> this might be weird. But my whole point is that, like, I just like every time I think of, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like every time I think of Anne Frank, you can't say her name, and I don't think, oh, of that time he, because that that play, oh, because he monologues and monologues. That was so your... talented to be in it. Yeah. I was jealous that I couldn't be in it. I was jealous of her. Oh, anyway, but my whole was she Anne Frank? Mm-hmm. Mm. Ugh. Anyway, she married some military I if they guy. Played. Stop it! I bet they did. <laughs> oh my god! I have this joke with a friend of mine that if if Nazi Germany was right now, would Anne Frank instead of a diary of a podcast? Hmm. Where she's like, shh, okay. That's very funny. Yeah, I can't talk too loud today, but. I don't know. Things are okay. Um, <laughs> but she's like kind of a Mark Marin. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just like, what the fuck? It's like, hang on, hang on. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay, okay. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so fucking angry. I'm on my like last nicotine mint. I can't go out and get more. <laughs> and I'm like, is this what it is? I think I'm getting my period. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, people are offended. I apologize already, Nobody's everybody. Offended. I apologize. I always confuse Anne Frank and Helen Keller. They both wore like those old timey dresses. They're both very prominent ladies. Yeah. In um, black and white photography. In, <laughs> in culture and in like sadness and yes, similar haircuts. Triumphant <laughs> sadness. They triumphed over their yes horrible circumstances. Yes, and nothing good ever happened to them while they were alive. Is that true? Does that make sense? Well, like Anne Frank was killed by the Nazis, which I and think Helen she would Keller, rather have not had happen. Yes. Helen Keller, I never could communicate. She never No, learned. she got it. She oh, got she there. Had, she got it yeah, eventually? she definitely did. Did she have a podcast? She did. <laughs> it's a YouTube one because she... <laughs> I don't even know what... Did she eventually learn to speak? No. This is sad. I don't know the story I think she Keller. learned through feeling how to like sign and stuff. I'm like the Helen Keller of relationships. I'm trying to communicate and it's not coming out. Nobody yeah. understands me. Yeah. Is that sad? No, that works. <laughs> and I'm sorry your boyfriend fucked Anne Frank. It's okay. You know what? God bless. He's married to someone else now and she lives on like a Navy base or something. That doesn't sound Her good. life is terrible. Mm. His, is, his is nice. Mm. I think my ex lives in Staten Island, so Ugh. I win. Is your ex Eddie Pepitone's father? <laughs> That's where he lives. Eddie Pepitone's father is alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mom. 
my father's kept alive in a vat of blue liquid. That's a great impression. That's what he would say. <laughs> in a vat of blue liquid. If people are surprised your father's alive, you're old. <laughs> Still in the well. That's a very casual way of saying you think Eddie Pepitone is old. Because <laughs> you think your parents are dead. Why not just say he's old? Oh, there's water down here. <laughs> Kramer! <laughs> We're having fun. Well, we always uh, uh, let's let's wrap up the loose loose ends we have here. Okay. What, what are the Melissa Etheridge songs you have that make you cry? Oh no! You got to tell me. Okay, there's this <laughs> That's there's this song. It's not that good. Mm. Shit, I forget the name. It was on like her protest album of 2004 when they were trying to get like uh, Carrie elected instead of Bush. Uh huh. And I really don't remember the name, but it's like. If not now, when? And it's like, um, if you want to be the... No, if you want to see the change, you've got to be the change. Okay, what about tomorrow? It's called, what about tomorrow? So you get stirred? I get stirred, but I'm not thinking intellectually about politics, but something stirs me. But I don't know what it is. I understand. I I downloaded it because I was listening to this, like, political talk show back in the day. And they're like, nobody writes protest songs anymore. Actually, Melissa Etheridge has one out. And I think she wanted, like, Hillary Clinton because there was, like, a lyric that's like, and a woman could be the president. But then it gets like, (laughs) if not, no. But she's just such a good power ballad writer that it it is, like, my heartstrings being pulled. She could be like, windows and doors. And I'm like, woo. And so I was listening to it on the drive to work. Yes. Because actually, I had to do a scene with her for something for... Um, Eyebrow? No, Medication. she... For um, <laughs> this show after Lately that I'm on, which is like a show about being on Chelsea Lately, which is a show I write for. Uh-huh. So it's just... We do like eight episodes a year, and it's just... It's just it's, Ben it's, Glebe saying, I thought yeah. I should have been on more. <laughs> He's actually on it. It's kind of... It's like a Larry Sanders <laughs> ripoff. It's, kind of, it's pretty funny. But there's a scene where she is in it singing uh-huh. and we're all sitting around and enjoying her singing. Uh-huh. So on the way to work, I'm like, I think I have a couple of Melissa Etheridge songs in the iPod. So I listened to come to my window, which is a fun one. Start and then off. I had that one in there from years ago that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. And I, it compl- I wasn't list- looking to cry. I didn't know I was upset. And then it, it completely took me by surprise. And yeah. I'm driving, driving over Laurel Canyon where, you with, live. where I live <laughs> with tears rolling down my face yes. like had to take off my sunglasses because it was getting blurry oh. and I'm like what the fuck just happened yeah you got, song just you, moved me. you got Etheridge I totally got Etheridge and I'm like alright well I'll have to listen to it again and see if I cry maybe I, I can it. send you a follow up tweet or something about I, the Eminem song Mosh which is a protest song which is about voting for Obama I believe or, or, or at least being anti-Bush always gets me all tingly and I'm not a political person and it's just like we gotta vote <laughs> right that's what I think her Let's song did vote. to me like oh this is the thing she said she goes there are these powers that be that pin us against each other but now we see there is no us in them and I just get all like yeah. peaceful Ooh, that's good it's good there is good. no us in them <laughs> and I just start crying <gasps> there isn't Melissa we're yeah. all one yeah. even Bush and Cheney uh, <laughs> <laughs> come to my voting booth <laughs> oh, that was her first draft beautiful look I'm not saying that's the song but she can only write that song but different things yeah that's what i would do if i was a singer i'd be like i wrote one good one you know you want to hear it i'll change the lyrics for the occasion like elton john with candle in the wind yeah now it's about Marilyn. now it's about diana yes it's about whoever died yeah wait what's yours oh you told me oh eminem yeah that's not the song that made me cry today was um monster by kanye west 
I don't know it. It's okay. Jesus Walks by Kanye West can make me cry, too. That's a good one. That's a great song. The Ballad of Love and Hate by the Abbott Brothers makes me cry every time. I don't know that one. You should look it up. And... Man in Black makes me cry. What's that? Here Johnny Cash. Come the Man in Black. <laughs> <laughs> what if that made you cry? <laughs> they are the Galaxy Defenders. <laughs> no, Man in Black by Johnny Cash makes me cry. Waps. Now, what was that? What was that? No, that's Darkwing Duck. Oh, wait. You know what made me cry? Visceral sobbing. Mm. Do you know Psy Gangnam Style, that whole phenomenon? Psy. You know, Opa Gangnam Style. You know that dance? Yeah, I've never okay. seen it. but I, I love it. it. I love dancing, and I love a dance craze. Yeah. And, and he's actually, for a pop star, he studied at Berklee School of Music. Like, he's not an idiot. Yeah, and but he pretends he's like... Mino speak English, doesn't he? No, he's really Korean. I know, but like, doesn't he play up the like? He might a little bit because he lived in Ma- uh, Massachusetts for a long time. Yeah, he's like, hello. Yeah, he's here's totally, my new song. He's totally hello. Here's the new song. And so he did. I can't do the next part. <laughs> there was some big like American Music Award. So he's doing the oh, Gang of Sound. All these wonderful dancers on stage dancing with him. All of a sudden, the lights go crazy, and it's like, boo, 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 boo. It's about to get mashed up. MC Hammer comes out with his dance crew, too legit, and they do a <sighs> fucking dance mashup to both songs at once. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Because I'm like, dancing is a lost art. This is wonderful. But he never thought 20 years ago when he was a joke that he'd come back with like the biggest star in the world. You are too legit to quit. Good for you. I was like sobbing. I'm like, there's miracles everywhere. I mean, I I really take that to represent a lot of hope and positive stuff. I like that a lot. It's beautiful. That's great. It's stirring. That is stirring. I'm stirred right now. Oh, I'm going to get made fun of so bad for this. I don't care. No, I no. don't think you will. I don't, I don't know you what will. your listeners were like. They're very supportive. Okay. So, okay, we covered that. Yeah. And then I wanted to, well, let's talk about uh, God. Do you believe in God? I do in a very personal way that I don't care what anyone says. When they go, God doesn't exist, I go, no problem. Maybe right? he doesn't. Yep. I don't have to believe in God. You just made God me believes realize in me. I ha- Ooh. That's what I always say. It doesn't matter if I believe in God. Who cares? I have no, I don't, not my business if there's a God. Mm. I was raised Catholic. Catholic and no Catholic damage. I have a very strong sense of if Jesus was a real person that walked the earth. Sounds like a great had some great ideas, almost mm. in a John Lennon way. Like I subscribe to those ideas. I like. I think they're difficult and good. God is to me like a is science. When people go, there's science. I go, great. That's God too. God is just a mm. word I use for out of my control. Yes. Power, energy, whatever. MC Hammer reunions. I love it. And now if someone I know was like, no, I literally believe in a God and that Jesus is God or something, go, no problem. I have no opinion on this. You have, you're, you're an ALF prophet. What's so that? One of ALF's catchphrases is no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at God like ALF. I kind of do. No, no problem. problem. I, I mean, what is it my business if yeah. there's God? I'm, I'm fine. Yes. But you're not fearful. Of what? A hell or afterlife? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I used to be, but now I'm just like, no, it's all lovely. And I think the brilliant thing that if there is a God or science, well, I know there's science, Hmm. but who... um, If science is an indication of God. Sure. Or if anything is anything. I think it's brilliant the way we're designed, that when we die, it feels euphoric. I think that was part of the design. Interesting. You mean... It's a kind universe that protects us. What about AIDS babies? I understand that. I'm not saying that... Right. That... I'm not saying it's a lucky universe that... Or nothing bad happens. Right. I'm saying it's overall, if I don't think that, then it's going to affect me negatively and I can't go help the AIDS babies. Right. What do you... 
well, if we want to be the change, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just sing that song. <laughs> no, just start so you think that uh, when you die, the endorphins and the, the DMT hallucinations mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff is, is proof of some like spiritual benevolence or something? Kind of, yeah. Because you, you were saying it feels good to die. Yeah. I don't think it's because you're going to heaven. I think it's chemicals and then there's nothing. Oh, and then I think zero. it feels like before you were born. I think. Yeah. I'm fine with that as long as I don't know. As long as I really... You're like the guy, you're like, like... please make sure there's nothing left still. You're like Joey Pants that wants to get put back in the Matrix, in the first Matrix film. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I'm a girl. I don't like that stuff. I don't like any sci-fi shit. No. Sorry. This would be where our date would <laughs> <I'm end>. just, <laughs> <laughs> Not true, not true. But he wants to be put back in the Matrix, and he's like, I just want to remember nothing. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I want to be like an apartment... That is completely cleaned out. And I might move into the next life yeah. and I open a closet and there's like a shoe in there. Yeah. And it reminds me something was here before. What? Fuck. Did I have a li- Was I yeah, alive yeah. and now I'm not? Oh, no. Fuck. That's what I mean. Yeah. You want to clean. You're done. I need it to be done. I don't out. want any memory of it. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm very afraid of being left behind. Not in the Kirk weird Cameron. people. <laughs> yeah. But the... The worst hell to me is that there is a heaven and you can see what everyone on earth is doing. Because I don't believe that I would be a happy, positive person. Like, I would be like, well, they're having fun at that party. You know, like. You think you'd be envying the party yes. from heaven? When people say heaven's this beautiful place where I remember my mom and I was like, oh, heaven's beautiful. There's no problems. Everyone's happy all the time. I was like, mm, what if I didn't feel that way up there, though? I remember thinking that. Interesting. So I don't want there to be anything because I'm too afraid I'll I have think, a consciousness and I'll be jealous of people on earth because I love earth. But that's your ego that would be jealous. Sure. I'm afraid my ego won't get shut oh, off. Okay. Like someone will leave the apartment and forget to take the ego with it. <laughs> that's so wild. I like, I like, that's a great answer though. I love that answer. And the last uh-huh. thing is, uh, I want to know, do you, can you, if it's, if you can't, it won't be the last thing. I'll give you another last thing. What? Um, the hardest time you've ever laughed. Do you know it? Or one of them? Yes. Jen Kirkman. It's kind of a... It's okay. It's not going to make anyone else laugh. I don't, I don't buy that. It's not. It's like a private joke from work. I mean, it's so stupid, but I remember laughing so hard I had to use my inhaler. That's great. I, then we have to hear the story. Okay. I, I write on Chelsea lately. Chelsea Handler would get on people's computers yes. when they're not there. And there was this little guy, Johnny, we worked with, who's really sweet. We, he still works there, but in a different capacity than his job was at the time. And we would get these emails that were from this guy named Kenneth Falcon, who just sent out like... The street fighter, Kenneth Falcon? No, is that a street fighter? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, he would Sounds just send like out... E- he sent in an email that was like, the Israeli consulate is going to be on Wilshire and something from one to five, so please adjust your driving schedule appropriately. So Chelsea got onto Johnny's computer when he walked away and wrote back to Kenneth from Johnny. Thank you so much for bringing up Israel. As we, it was during the 2008 election, he goes, I'm really having a hard time deciding which candidate to vote for. Israel is really important to me, and I would like to know your thoughts. <laughs> After this guy just sent out like... A mass email. And so the guy wrote back. So me, this is when I was laughing so hard, is when later Johnny was at his desk and he went, oh, fuck. And I went, what's going on? He goes, come here. And he, I go there 
because he had just gotten an email from Kenneth that was like, I don't think it would be a good weekend for you to come to my desert house. And he goes, what? And he followed the trail. So as I was discovering it, that's when I started laughing. So, yes. so the guy writes back, I'm not really one to like send political emails at work. And Johnny's like, no problem. Would you like to meet up sometime? I really <laughs> want to know who to vote for. So the guy was like, well, this is not a good weekend. My partner and I are re redecorating our house in the desert. And Johnny just wrote back, Johnny, quote unquote, with no punctuation, all lower caps, I could come to the desert. <laughs> Something about I could come to the desert fucking set me oh, off so oh, hard. I could come to the desert. It's just, he's never met this guy, Kenneth, by the way. He's a human resources guy that was in a different building than us who knew this is like, that was my favorite part. And we find out that the guy's gay through the email. Partner, oh, I can come in the <laughs> desert. And then the best part was the guy was like, "I'm actually going to be in your office, like in your building tomorrow. I can swing by your office." Oh. And then, anyway, but I could come to the desert. Yep. It just completely right. It completely just destroyed so me and makes me want to use my inhaler. I could come to the desert. <laughs> I love the detail that it's all all lowercase. <laughs> No punctuation. And he's like, imagine you're a human resources guy, and you have to act so accordingly, and you're like, fuck, what the fuck is happening? I, someone received the email. <laughs> I can come to the desert after you wrote, it's not a good time. Like, I can't help you vote. I'm going to the desert with my partner. Oh, no, I can come to the desert. <laughs> then he wrote back. There'll just be a lot going on this weekend. Like, that's when Johnny was like, fuck. It wasn't me. It wasn't me this whole time. So Chelsea Handler wrote I Could Come. (laughs) Yeah, she wrote the whole thing. I mean, it was really one of the – I still think about it. I remember printing it out. Just saying, can you please print this out? And I kept it for years. But I don't think I've laughed – I mean, I don't have a memory of laughing that hard since then. Because I, I peed a little bit. I had to use my inhaler. I was crying because other people were laughing too. Yes, And it that was helps. like I couldn't speak. I could come to the desert. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it is funny. It is. It's not <laughs> I want to come to the desert. It's I, not I'm going to come to the desert. Not even question mark. I could come to – is it that I could? I could come to I the desert. I could come <laughs> No, you couldn't. You could. You shouldn't. <laughs> if he didn't ask you, you shouldn't go to the desert. <laughs> we did well Seinfeld. We had Johnny Cash. Uh, Mr. Falcon. I could come to the desert. It's been a great day. It's been a great time. Oh my god, I had a blast. Do you feel satisfied? I hope people enjoy the serious talk about divorce in the middle. I think it's actually going to be fascinating Uh, for people who are as troubled as us. I will say that I get a lot of that, that pe- people going through hard things. It's one of the things that means the most to me is I'll I'll meet fans and they'll say, I'm going through something. Mm hmm. And I always say, I'm sorry to hear that. And then they, you know, because I am. Right. But the show is helping. And then I'm like, well, I'm happy to hear that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's hard to be like, I'm so glad you're a fan. Sorry about whatever it is. Yeah. But you know what? Now I'm just going to look at them and go, you know, I could come to the desert. <laughs> you know what my therapist said once? You, we can ne- you're rewriting history. <laughs> yeah, besides that, we will never recover for our, from our own humanity. So that's nice to keep in mind. I used to keep that in mind as my little mantra. But now my new one in the back of my head is British them. British them. It's a great way to not annoy people. Yes. And it's a great way to not engage too much when you want to fix. Ooh. 
What a, a great party. thing. When you walk into a bar and you're awkward and you're like, I don't know anyone. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm Steve. I work with Phil. You work with Phil, do you? Oh. Easy. Easy. It's a great way to... Yeah, because people blab and blab. Yeah, we've been working together for a while. I'm drinking gin and tonic. It's a gin and tonic, is it? Yeah, you know, it's pretty light. You think it's light? Yeah, don't like something <laughs> too heavy. You don't want it to be too heavy. This guy went out with on a date. It was so weird. All he did was ask questions back at me. I know. <laughs> uh, it won't work for the the long run. No, but it's a great it's a great thing to do, even just once. Just once. To see if are you over advising someone or you that it's gonna help me yes. not get up in everyone's business. I know this is me talking because I, I yammer and I talk a lot about myself. Um, but I, believe it or not, that's getting a little old for me in my life. What? Constantly just talking about what I'm thinking. And I notice that I hate when other people do that. Oh. And I just happen to have these gracious friends that like allow me to do that. Right. So now I'm just trying to be a little bit more like What's that like? Because people yeah. are saying things. Yeah. They're saying things that they want you to ask them about. People are talking. <laughs> talking. That's an old talk show that people Tom Bergeron talking. used to host, and it used to be on in Massachusetts, and he rose to fame. Tom Bergeron, yeah? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. That's all Remember right. Paul Wagner on the WLVI Kids Club? No, but I'm jealous of all the kids on it already. Mm. <laughs> That's a weird way to take that. <laughs> WLVI Kids Club. Community auditions? Hmm? Did you watch that? No. I think we're just a day. I'm different. older. I get it. I don't want to have How kids old are with you? you. How old are you? You can't. I can't physically have your baby anymore. How old are you? You're in menopause? I might be. How old? No, I'm not. How old are you? You'd know. Do you get a period? Uh huh. <laughs> but since I'm putting uh, relationships no. on hold, you might say I'm in a bit of a menopause. Oh, uh, I'm wow. putting men on pause. I didn't what? know Joy Behar was here. Oh, she is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say Wait, Joy how Behar. old are you? 33. Three. Oh, it's the worst age ever, Why? by the way, the for men. Lord. It's a terrible year. It's the age of the Lord. It's been the best year of my life. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. good. Okay, maybe you're different and than a lot all of the guys who dated their Astrologers and numerologists and all the, all new agey people say 33 is your Christ year. That's He got killed. It's a good thing. But he came back. He came back. What's 38, they say, I wonder? 38, you can rent a hovercraft in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm almost 39. I hope someone throws a party for me. Just putting that out there. If yeah. someone is listening to this on August 28th, because yeah. they're backlogged. Right. I hope they throw me a party. But you'll be 39. Yeah, 39. Yeah, yeah. nine. Feeling like it creeping up on the 40, yeah? Yeah. Who cares? I don't. Not you. <laughs> don't care, do you? I don't give a fuck. Doesn't give much of a fuck, does she? <laughs> oh my God, I want to be British. I want you to be I British. I want to be British too. Let's go to London. Uh... We don't have any anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had the show with the guests I saying, I oh. love you. <laughs> what? No, with the guests. Didn't you just say that? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> with what was the I guess, supposed to say? With the guests saying, keep it crispy, which is kind of like, I love you. Have I never made it through an entire episode of your show? How come I don't know when they say keep it crispy? Somebody recently told me they were like, I'm a huge fan of your you show. You know, maybe the last five minutes of every podcast I don't listen to because I know it's wrapping up. Abandonment And issues. I get like sad. I get that. I, I've never finished a book. Keep it crispy. Ooh, well done. <laughs> you really snuck that in. You really snuck that in. Thank you, Jen Kirkman. Jen, Jen Kirkman. Kirkman. Going somewhere, Mr. Potter. That was it, so it creep you scary. Out? It yeah, creep you I out? didn't like that in my earphones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are we, did we start? 
just Dude, like, did we stop? Now leaving Nerdist.com.